Hello there, and welcome to episode 27 of Unknown Regions Podcast. I am your host, Michelle, and with me is your other host, my son, Colin. Yo! Oh. <laughs> yeah. This is... This it's a is banger. This is quite a day. Yeah. For us. I guess we watched the episode. Yeah, we yeah, technically today is the day of the episode dropping. It is still the day of the episode. Which is dropping. a first for us. Recording. You're right. We've never recorded the day of. Yeah. Well, it helps that you're here. Yeah, yeah. It helps that finals are over. Right. Um so we and I think got- grading is probably over. I haven't checked my last grade, but I've gotten straight A's so far. Oh my god. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. This quarter was hard. But um yeah, so we actually got to watch let me see if I can get this right. The Mandalorian. Oh. Episode seven, chapter fourteen. Yeah. The tragedy. Question I think that's mark? right. <laughs> that's good. Wouldn't that have been funny if it had said the tragedy with a question mark? <laughs> no. <laughs> That'd be stupid. <laughs> Le tra- le- wait, isn't it tragedy? Isn't it the same in French? Yeah, it's just an IE on the end. I I've always thought it would be weird if like, the title car was all of a sudden just like a different language. <laughs> like, that'd be cool. But Well, here's the deal, everybody. I could not even attempt to sleep after watching this episode. Did you not sleep last night? I did not sleep <gasps> last night. Did you actually not? I actually did you not. You never went to bed? I... Did not go to bed. I did not lay down in my bed until like 9 a.m. Whoa. And then crazy. I And then I slept for like two hours, I guess. Dude, you're dumb. You're dumb. You're straight up <laughs> stupid. Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you do that? At least wait until the next morning to watch it then. No, I can't do that. I can't hear. I can't do either. I need to watch it when it drops because Wait. it's fun. That hurts the quality of the podcast though. That's There's okay. only eight episodes. Okay, so... I only get to do it eight times. I guess. That's true. And then after this one, obviously. Like last week, I really didn't have a problem going to bed. Yeah. This is a very calm and peaceful and practically meditative episode. Oh, last week? Yeah. Mm. Whereas this week, literally, Action. Uh, I feel like someone sh- put a needle in my vein and shot me up with something. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're going to get started talking about this episode of The Mandalorian because holy it's crazy guacamole. It's crazy. Um, but first, let us please invite you again to join us this week if you can and donate to the transgenderlawcenter.org mm. because transgender, transgender rights are human rights. Mm. And Bars. Pardon my also not being able to talk because I'm like loopy. See? And tired. Do you see what I just said? The quality of the podcast. No, no, down no. five points. It's probably gonna be dummy. it's probably gonna be more than funny, actually. I'm probably gonna <laughs> She wanted a podcast last night, y'all. I really, really She's did. insane. I She's wanted... literally insane. It's I, two AM. I wanted to so bad. And I was like, Come on, Colin, let's just do it. And of course, Le Parte Poupère. It was three thirty <laughs> in the morning. We watched it twice. It was All right. Let's go then. Obviously, giant spoiler alert. <laughs> you don't need to say that. I think they know. <laughs> okay. It only, you only need to say spoiler alert, I feel like, with this when we talk about things that are not related to Star Wars, like like Lost or and stuff like, like that. Or maybe like books and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess books, maybe. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, Tython. 
T-Y-T-H-O-N. <laughs> Here we go to Tython, which yeah, we were like... Yeah, you said last episode, like, nah, they're not going to Tython. I really one. didn't think they would. You got pranked. Obviously. Tython looks like Utapau a little bit. I got It looks like it. Utapau. To me, yeah. I don't... It's got some of the look, the shade of green, kind of, that covers the whole place. It's kind of yellowy green, and... It's pretty. It's pretty. Utapau's kind of pretty from the face. It looks like, weirdly, Southern California. <laughs> yeah you know what it actually looks like weird it looks like that um i mean this is this is quite this is quite punctual i think quite re- relevant uh spoiler alert because this is devs it kind of looks like that one scene in devs with the car driving on the hill when you're listening to come out like oh. that backdrop well, of the hill and like that's the 2001 northern, northern california i suppose oh this looks like southern though yeah like the okay mo- Kind of almost deserty looking rocks, but I liked also it. green. I'm sure there was a lot of CGI though. Oh, like I'm sure. Backdrop and stuff. And the volume, you know. Yeah. But um, it did look a lot different than some of the. Well, it looked it looked similar to um, Knights of the Old Republic, mm. Tython, and I guess it looked similar to Dawn of the Jedi comic book Tython early on in that story. What it didn't look like at all was the Tython in the Afra comic, which is the most recent Tython that we've seen. So that was like ice caves and stuff. Right. So, I mean, maybe they have poles where there's ice caves. But Yeah, I, maybe. I kind of like went back and looked and I didn't see any poles, hmm. ice caps or anything. That's but odd. It is a little odd. And like the location of Tython now is totally different than what it used to be. Yeah. I mean, it would, it would probably move. No, but it's like any old buddy can get there now. Where it used to be like hidden and uh, <laughs> I pra- don't know it was hidden. It was practically out in the it was practically in the unknown regions. It was really mm. far out there and it was kinda like a secret location. Weird. But now just like Din can find it, Boba Fett can find it, the Empire can find it, like everybody can find it. It's so. just a spot, I guess. Uh so that's a little interesting that they kinda switched that up. And also, they didn't show the freaking moons. What are they even thinking? <laughs> yeah, dude. How cool was it? Were they, like, red and blue? No. One was, like, pretty dark and one was pretty light. Cool. Obviously. <laughs> like, duh. Rip. But, yeah. Um, two, maybe two on the nose? Where are Ashla and Bogan? Where's the force? Where? Where's the force? Where are Ashla and Bogan? <laughs> are they safe? Are they all right? Well, you think that's on purpose, though. <laughs> Metaphorical man. I don't know. Because the force. I mean, clearly this episode is called the tragedy. I'm just saying, like. What? What are you uh, saying? The force is not in a happy mood here. I would say you this episode. Think? Yeah. The force literally gets stolen from bad guys. Like that's not fun. Well, I guess you're. It's. I guess that's true. I don't know though. We'll talk, I don't know. They're probably not thinking of that. But. When we get when we get to that part, we'll talk about it. And also, by the way. Our one-year anniversary is coming up in a few days, uh, and um, we're hoping to do an anniversary episode and let and do like a the state of the force address. Yeah. Episode. So maybe we'll talk about this a little bit when we talk about that. But okay, so um, yeah, it's really rocky. Your dad was like. He saw the rocks and he was like, "Oh my god, Bendu." <laughs> 
Because we think Ben knew about everything, basically. But I don't. <laughs> I didn't think of that. But when he said that, I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? He yeah. could have totally been hiding on the side of the mountain or something. And there's even that one part where she, like, kicks that rock down, though. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Just kicks Ben Do off the hill. They could have done that. Yeah. But they did not. I don't know. Again, that, I, like, to me, that would have been too spot on. So, if they're going to do it, if they're going to bring him in, they're bringing him in later. Let's we got two more episodes yeah. left. So, you, it, there's someone who heard him, so. Things are crazy right now. Anything can happen. Yes. Um. Okay, so we see Din and Grogu. I'm getting more used to Grogu. Are you? Yeah, I was used to it when he said it. I oh. did not think it was weird. I thought it was weird. It took me a week. The minority and, opinion, I feel like. I feel it, like a lot of people thought it was weird at first. I definitely right. thought it was weird. Mm. But I'm getting used to it. Um, they're in the cockpit of the Razor Crest, and they're about to land on Tython. And <laughs> in the... I don't even... It's just endearing AF. He says Grogu to Grogu and Grogu like, like, oh. <laughs> like when you first have when you first have a kid or when you first have a pet a dog or a cat or something and you're trying to see if they know their name and it's kind of fun when they first recognize their name and they go huh? when you say their name that's basically what he's doing and then Din laughs I know dude and I swear there was an episode we recorded where I said like, I believe randomly, totally out of context with what we were talking about at the moment, as usual. Like, that he never laughed. That we, I asked, like, I remember asking, I don't think we've ever seen him laugh. Have we ever seen him laugh? And you're no. like, no. So. It's a total Ben Solo situation where. Let's go. We're gonna, we've heard him laugh, but we still haven't seen his face. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be a big moment when Wait, what he do you smiles. Mean? We just heard him laugh. We didn't see his face. He was in his helmet. We've seen his face. Not smiling, not laughing. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. That's what I'm saying. When Ben Solo, remember, like for four years, I'm like, we're gonna see Ben Solo smile. We're gonna see Ben Solo <laughs> smile. It was gonna be a huge deal, and it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one's gonna be a huge deal too, but. Yeah, probably that'd be good. He's not doing much smiling, but at, uh, by the end of this. No. Nah. Um. So anyway, he he has his little favorite ball, and he's like, come on, come on, you know you want it again, and he grabs it. And Din is a proud papa again. And, <laughs> uh, we have one dank ferric in this episode, and it's yep. when he catches the ball. And Din is very proud of him. Yeah. Um, and then he calls Ahsoka the nice lady. <laughs> yeah, so weird. <laughs> and then he weird. refers to her as Ahsoka later, though. Yeah, he does. I've always thought that was interesting. He does. So he's basically explaining to Grogu, we're going here. Um, you're going to try to contact any jedi and oh by the way if if you do that you're gonna have to agree to go with them if they want to take you yeah it's interesting how he says that yeah i think he's just trying to be like uh like you know how like emo kids they're always like like you know they would just want to hug but they like do everything in their power to get rid of people trying to give them hugs you know what i mean yeah like i feel like it was one of those like he was trying to be like like you have to go you have to go because I think he's, like, realizing, maybe, internally, that he's becoming too much like a dad. Maybe he doesn't maybe. like that because of his, like, um, aggressive personality, I guess, background. Well, and he mentions again that he it's his job to get him back to his own kind. And um, plus, he just he's, doesn't know how to deal with his powers. And being a Mandalorian and having that be so important to him... <laughs> 
he's kind of projecting that onto. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grogu, that's it, that's it. Yeah. that like, well, because being Mandalorian is everything to me. I'm just going to assume that being a whatever you are is everything to you. And for sure, not really sure that that's true. But yeah, true. Um, yeah. He says you're very special, kid. Yeah. And when, he, and when he says that, this is our first <laughs> first occasion where we hear that dang, very Kylo-esque slash Ben Solo-esque musical motif. Right. When he says that to him. And then it plays out a little bit after that, too. But, like, that's when it starts. And I'm just like, gosh darn. We gotta, we gotta get a take on whether or not that's like important i mean or is it just happenstance or did he write that he wrote a motif i get it like he wrote a motif in season one yeah and now he's quoting that motif but here's the thing like i just feel like if you're gonna write a theme for him i I don't even like i don't even know what I mean, there was already a theme for Baby Yoda. You know what I mean? Like, it already exists. There's more than one, though. I guess, I guess. Yeah, they use it in a different context. And right. this one... Yeah. Is is expanded on more, like, in season one than it has been, I feel like, in season two. Because in season two, all he's been doing is using that motif that's just, like, a note different from Kylo's theme. Yeah. <sighs> what are you doing, Ludwig? It's really hard to tell. It's hard to tell. I can't make an assumption because yet. Next episode I might be able to though. Depending on how much. Well, I mean, I mean, but there's also the context of like uses it again. Like later. maybe it wasn't on purpose, but the actual direction that visuals go and like like there's a purpose, you know. So maybe the music is kind of a because you have to remember music is made in post production, you know? Yeah, that's so why music, I'm like this seems The music very must purposeful. have been made after he had already seen the scene with spoiler alert for this episode, the butterfly, that part. Yeah. So, you know, if he's, if he's, I mean, maybe he's just catching that vibe. Maybe he did do that. On purpose. I mean, he's clearly good at picking up on themes and using them. He's been doing that with like the, the uh, March of the resistance, Palps's theme. He just keeps leaning into this one. In this one. Yeah. He keeps leaning into this motif at sort of, you know, obvious moments. Yeah. And I'm just like, because there's, there's team, it means nothing, and there's team, it's on purpose. Yeah. And I feel like I'm in between. I feel like it started out as not meaning anything, but then maybe he was like, oh, what have I done? <laughs> oh, maybe. But, I, mean, I oh, doubt that, dude. But, but, but maybe then he's like, but I can totally relate these two stories because... It's a, you know, child who's super powerful. Uh-huh. A dad who's like, I don't know what to do with you. Yep. True. You know? Yeah. So maybe that's why he's leaning into it. Yeah, that could I be it. Know. That definitely could be it. I'm sure he was told to write that. I don't think he was. You don't think so? I, I think he's told to write everything he does. I don't think except the tell... theme i mean i think he wrote the theme i think he writes the thematic stuff but i mean i he's told when to write he's told what 
Sorry, he's told when to use the themes. Like, I don't think he just uses them in his own accord. I totally disagree with you. I think he does whatever he wants, and mm. then if Favreau's like, eh, then maybe they tweak. But I think he lets okay. him have free reign. He told him at the beginning, do something insanely weird. Like, I don't yeah. want John Williams. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I'm not saying it's, like, completely under his Favreau's control. I'm just saying I think there are times when he may be... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm just guessing. You don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. But, yeah. Well, that's my guess. He's leaning into it now. Maybe it was on accident to begin with. Um, okay, then we get uh, this title card, which... Uh, why? <laughs> yeah, I know. The tragedy. I don't really like that name did that, though. I don't either. It's like my maybe my least favorite part. <laughs> Excuse me. Jeez. Least favorite part. I don't like it either. I didn't like it immediately because we were both like... What? Yeah. Upsetting. And also, why are you telling us? Yeah, I know. It's There's spoilers. Be something, I, it kind of is a spoiler in and of itself. But I guess they're they're being very, you know, I don't know, mythic and Shakespearean. And I mean, yeah, obviously, but not a good choice in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan There's of it. There's a lot of the cool things. They probably could have named it. Um, so they're flying over the planet and they see the magic rock, what he calls it, um, which is the temple on the mountaintop that Ahsoka told them to go to. And, um, you know, this is like, this is very Moses to me. Like, go to the mountaintop, communicate with your God. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mount Sinai. And communicate with your God and then, like tell everybody what happened and then you'll know you'll you'll know what to do or whatever yeah like um, mount sinai right that's what you're referring yeah. to yeah 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 definitely and my other thought about that mountain was do you think there's a dark side temple inside the mountain like, why do you think that because that's what always happens like there's i guess yeah, yeah you're right i mean the jedi purposely built their temples on top of the Sith temple, Sith, Sith temples, which flex. I mean, <laughs> that's just a flex. Is everything about Star Wars that you need to know? Yeah, dude. True. And but this is like super ancient, so it's kind of like Octu, where right there's a natural dark side cave, and then they built the first Jedi temple on top of it. So this is I don't know if this is older than that. Probably, I'm guessing it's older than that. Yeah, probably. Because Tython was around, well, if you believe the comic books, I don't know if that's true anymore, but if you believe the comic books, Tython was around something like 40,000 years before that's crazy, man. A New Hope happens. Yeah. So that seems before. Like, if you're going to call the one on Octu the first Jedi temple, right. there were no even Jedi yet on Tython. <laughs> true. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so maybe there's like a dark side natural something inside that mountain and they built it there. I mean, that'd be cool. I mean, I, that wouldn't be the first time there was like a temple on a mountain. They're like all in mountains. <laughs> I feel like. Um, well, we'll, get well to why, why do you sit? Huh? Is there something you see that made you think that? Or well, do you just I like... mean the six monoliths. Oh. Instead of eight, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But that was maybe one thing. And then that script on the rock where he was sitting 
Yeah. Is kind That's what I was gonna say. Is that the thing that like tipped you off a little bit? I mean, not it's it's not Ralph McQuarrie script at all, but it's maybe like close. It's it's like it's exactly probably what they wanted it to look like pre that. Yeah, yeah, right. That is what it looks like. But um, anyway, he calls him Buddy again. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Buddy. And he says he can't land there because there's not enough space. Um, so he said we're going to ride with the windows down, I think is what he said. Yeah. <laughs> and so they jet pack to the mountaintop. I love that cut. That cut's good. It's so Because it's like right when he's t- like he says it and then it immediately cuts to his uh-huh. face being carried. <laughs> and then he does that little... <laughs> like, it reminded me of Chewie and Return of the Jedi when he does the Tarzan yell a little bit. Oh, yeah. A little bit. It's okay. not exactly a Tarzan yell, but it's Nah, cute. yeah, probably not, but... It's cute, though. Yeah, it's cool. Um, And then they land, and he says, does this look Jedi to you? <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, that's just classic Dan uh, it is. there being stupid. It is. He is, <laughs> he is kind of a Dummy. dumbo, yeah. Yeah, he sometimes. tries like three times to get him out of his trance. <laughs> Are you kidding me, dog? Just stop trying. Clearly, you're not going to break through. Okay, so yeah, this temple or whatever, what is it called? The Seeing Stone or yeah. something like that? There are these six Neolithic-looking monolith things. Yeah. Which immediately I was baffled. I'm like, why are there six? Right. Why are there six things? There's, There should be eight things. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if there are eight things, it would look like too many, I think. Yeah, but... I know it has to be for purposes of our theories, but I re- liked what it looked like. Reading the Dawn of the Jedi comics, looking at Mortis... Uh huh. Those two things in particular. Everything is eights because of Buddhism, because of the Eightfold Path, because that's just like what the Force is based on. Okay. Eight things. I mean, yeah, we've talked about it <laughs> ad nauseum. <laughs> yes. And the six, you know, having there be six, that's what the Imperial Cog has. Yeah, I mean, that's what I thought, I, I guess. <sighs> so I'm just like. What do you mean? <laughs> what does that mean? So then I kind of started researching. And I'm like, okay. you didn't write this down. I'm surprised. Do you just have it in your memory or something? Oh, I didn't write it down. Yeah. You're right. Or maybe I wrote Dang. down there. Let me see. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, it was just about how there's six levels of. There are six realms. Six realms, yeah. In three good, three bad. This is this is. Buddhist, you know, dogma. There are six realms of, I don't want to say this wrong, of samsara in the cycle of oh. life, death, and rebirth. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And there's like three three positive ones, kind of, and three negative ones. That's very interesting. So I'm like, what? Well, with what we see later, which is coming pretty shortly after this, um, there are blue butterflies flying around. Yo, yeah, I remember that. That's uh, that's 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 on God. <laughs> that's all him, man. That's all he's doing. Honestly, we're blessed. That happened. That was within the first five minutes of the episode. I would say the butterflies. Oh yeah, that's when they get there. After that happened, you checked out. <laughs> I kind of lost half my brain cells. Like <laughs> just EMP just So everything that happened after that was I mean, 
<laughs> I barely could process anything after that. Yeah. Because that was crazy. for that was people whack. who are unaware. When was, how long ago was it when we talked about these? It was probably when they, well, it was when they were coming out. So, but like that episode eight, episode nine, Star Wars rollout is a little episodic, uh, Star Wars thing that they put on. I think it's Star Wars Kids on on YouTube. I was gonna say four babies. <laughs> it is for small children, like even like pre-verbal, because there's yeah, there's no voice. there's no talking. It's like the old days of the Lego video games. Yeah. They are wonderful. These little yeah, they're good. Three part stories. I think mo- all of them are three part, or maybe most of them are. Right. But there's one in particular that is amazing, and they didn't release it until after the Rise of Skywalker because right. I don't know why they had to wait, but <laughs> I really don't. Like, what would difference would it have made? I don't know. But they waited until after the movie came out, and it is about. Little Ben Solo, like little, like probably three or four years old, probably the age, like what is happening in the Mandalorian right now. Like he's probably that age during this time, three or four, right, four or five, yeah, somewhere, somewhere in there. And in this story, it is animated. Um, they're like little roly poly ball. They're like all they all look like BB eights. They roll around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't talk. They all look like eights, by the way. They do look like eights. <laughs> yes. Yes. And these little things made for three-year-old kids are highly metaphorical. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. Like, they are. Like into Definitely. the stratosphere. Yeah. Metaphorical. So. Buddy it, went hard on them. It's called Ben Solo and the Bug Hunters. You need to go watch it. Yeah. Do you obviously. know a lot of people who've seen it? Not a ton. Really? Like, all, all my Ben Solo stands Oh, yeah, okay, it. okay. Like, but out, people. outside that, they're just, like, baby show. They don't know. Really. Yeah, that would be kind of interesting for people who have not seen those. So do you think the people who didn't see... I mean, okay, obviously the Raylos have kind of gotten a hold of the Blue Butterfly thing, and people know about that, but there's, there's probably a lot of people who did not understand when they saw the Blue Butterflies what that was, you know? Right, well, I don't really... You don't really have to see the rollout to kind of glean what they mean. I guess. But um, the fact that there is rollout, though, underneath supporting it, in the story, Ben Solo is adorable, and <laughs> he gets involved in some hijinks. Indeed. He's with his dad. He's with Chewie. You see him at home in Chandrilla, which they have name-dropped Chandrilla. Indeed. A couple of episodes ago. Indubitably. Um, and they go on this adventure, and Ben Solo becomes very best friends with a huge flock of blue butterflies which he sets free from captivity yep and they sprinkle him with blue force like magic dust basically yep pixie dust (laughs) and they physically pick him up up off the ground and fly him into the sky (laughs) yeah it's amazing so right I swear Icarus to, vibes, baby. I swear to God, the day that episode dropped, or maybe it was the next day, but by the, it did not take more than 24 hours for everybody who loves Kylo and Ben Solo to change their Twitter handles to having a blue butterfly in it. Because <laughs> it just became synonymous with Ben Solo. But really, in the story, the butterflies represent the light side of the Force. Right, right. Which is what is happening here. Yeah. With I almost called him Baby Yoda. 
with uh, Grogu. <laughs> yeah. But you must understand how <laughs> how much I love the whole blue butterfly metaphor, and I have I dressed as a blue butterfly for Halloween. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot that. You also have those painting uh, the artwork that one. I have that one piece. Multiple pieces of artwork, pins. Um. Like I'm about to buy some vans that have blue butterflies oh. on them. <laughs> Nice. Ironically, or I guess coincidentally, I've had these vans in my shopping cart for like three days, and I just haven't pulled the trigger on them yet. And then this happened. Oh wow! On the show, so I'm like, what are the odds? Clearly, sign from the force <laughs> that I need to buy those shoes ASAP. Clearly, dog. Yeah. Okay, so Grogu's getting distracted by these blue butterflies. I would too. And he's trying to catch them, and he's being cute. Um, and Den's like. <sighs> You know, he's getting a little frustrated because he's like, what? I was <laughs> I was told by Ahsoka Tano that all I had to do was bring you here and put you on this rock and that you were just going <laughs> to, something was going to happen and it was going to be fine. You're broken. Nothing's happening. So this is irritating. Uh, but then <laughs> the blue butterflies show up. Michelle has a heart attack <laughs> or a seizure or a stroke, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, that's pretty weird. Your reaction was weird. I had my hands over my mouth for a good 10 minutes after that. You like, you leaned back on the couch too. You were like, Ugh. I was like, trying to get you're away trying from to fall it. back. You're trying to fall back. <laughs> it was too powerful. I needed to step away. Yeah. Um, but then, I'll, but then it's like, bam, bam, bam. Things just started happening. Yeah. One right after the next. It's whack dog. Um, as I guess, I, I, tell me if it's, I'm got this in the right order. So Din's kind of like, ugh, this is irritating. He s- hears something. He looks up in the sky. I mean, no, no, no. He's looking at how to activate the seeing stone. Oh, God, that's an important part, actually. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to figure, yeah, he's like, how do we turn this thing on? Because <laughs> yeah. he's such a nitwit. So he actually walks a full circle yeah. around the stone, which is also half of a sphere. Which Indeed. Is also surrounded by a big circle. Indeed. It's like a sunken circle where the stone is. Yeah. And then the, all these six monoliths form a circle as well. Indeed. Which all goes back to last week when I was talking about full circle moments and all yeah. this stuff. And yeah. So got him. interesting that he walked a circle around. Yeah, that was very like. The child. Like they didn't need to do that. <laughs> not at all. I noticed that that how weird that was. Like they could have, like he could have sat down on the stone and then he looks up into the sky and it's, you know. No, that was a very purposeful choice to yeah. have him walk. I thought so. A circle, and I'm gonna totally butcher this because I don't remember what tradition it is, but it's either um, Judaism or Hinduism at weddings oh. when the oh, yeah. parents walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah circle like a circle or multiple circles around the couple that's getting married yeah i forget what it is mm, i don't think it's judaism i can't remember. i'm pretty I, sure I it's know. not that it's one i think it's one of those two i'm almost I'll look sure it up. i'll look it up but that's what it reminded me of okay yeah that's yeah that's a good catch jeez and again it's like we're lousy with circles lately in this show and spheres and balls and stuff like that so that was just a little interesting thing. And then all of a sudden, then he hears something in the sky. Yo! He looks up in the sky. That's what he hears. Yo! 
<laughs> he hears the I can't imitate that ship sound, but it, nah. you know, this ship has a very distinct sound. Yes, it's the Gall Dang Slave One. Oh, dude, what? That's freaking. <laughs> and all of Colin's dreams <laughs> yes. have come true. Like yes. less than two it's... minutes after all my dreams had come true. Yeah, dude. With the blue butterflies. I was just kind of sitting there, like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Raylo food, Raylo food, and then, <laughs> and then that happened. I was like, oh. and then he, <gasps> and then he keeled over. But so dude, did I. I. I was. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I was very curious about whether or not I would see that ship this season. I probably assumed I would see it next season. Because my assumption was that he was not coming back until the end of the season. Like, I was still anticipating that until this moment. Uh, so when that happened, like, came out of... No- I mean, obviously it comes out of nowhere. You know, I literally. thought it came out of nowhere. <laughs> literally, yeah. But, geez, dude. So And the way it, like, comes in... And then it like flops backwards and lands. And dude. does its thing, how it lands weird. Oh, yeah. So exciting. Dude. So exciting. And the music too is interesting. So now Din is like, oh, like oh. what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. Who is this person? Yeah. And while he's worrying about that ship, you see Grogu touch, like lean yeah. over, oh, put his oh, palm on the rock. That's what it is, dude. I was like, just like sorry, Ray. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was like, what is that? Like, that is something important. I totally missed that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Um, I think it's safe to say John Favreau loves The Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, dude. Listen, if he likes 2001. He keeps just he's dropping an artiste. hints, though, too. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. He's an artiste. I would not be surprised. I'm convinced. Uh, okay, so Din... Sees the ship land. He's like, oh my, now what? And he turns around and Grogu is sitting Grogu in... Grogu gets like pack-a-punched. <laughs> Upgraded. <laughs> He's sitting in the lotus pose. Yeah. Like when you do yoga. Like when you're meditating. And it's like the quintessential yoga. I mean, you can't see his legs, but his fingers are in, you know, well, he only has three or four fingers so yeah. it's hard to tell if he's got thumb to index finger or thumb to middle finger <laughs> i'm gonna assume it's thumb to index finger does that matter it does oh because it means different things oh thumb to index finger is inviting supreme knowledge whoa i did not know that yeah Reds. yeah uh see they got it all planned out dude but the other interesting thing, though, if we are going to assume he's in Lotus position. Oh, he's oming. <laughs> Lotus. <laughs> um, that that position is called the Padmasana. Yep. And then also when you meditate, Om Mani Padme Om. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lo- I mean, that yeah, Padme, I Padma, lo- it means Lotus. Yeah. So... I mean, okay. Yeah. Now we're invoking. I mean, this was like a direct, like they could not have made it more obvious that Eastern religion is like a thing now. <laughs> like it is convinced. Which is why like, I, which is why I was so confused about there not being eight. Yeah. Stones, like you know, I mean, but again, you know what they're doing? Like it's still like just last episode we were talking about how that during that double duel. 
Like, you had Eastern and Western kind of happening at the same time. Yeah. Like, I think they're doing that. I think they're trying to impose... What's the term? Not tropes, but... Uh, like, they're, they're trying to impose uh, concepts, I guess, from both fields of knowledge, religions, on both sides, kind of. Because, like, that's combining, obviously, like, six is, like, Satan's number, but... Um, I mean, that's clearly Eastern, that bo- so they're doing both. That bothers me, though, because that's like... It is weird. It is, they, yeah. I don't think that's what they meant. I mean, if anything, they were just like, let's do six to confuse people. <laughs> no, they probably let's had a reason. Let's do six because it's the Imperial Cog. Yeah, maybe that. But again, six in Buddhism is significant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And when you're talking about, okay, blue butterflies are the symbol for rebirth true transformation true ah and if you're talking about samsara and the cycle of life death and rebirth i mean it all kind of works together i see yeah yeah in that way and he's literally sitting there in lotus pose yeah yeah yeah. meditating on whatever the heck is happening to him because there's like a force convergence like we've never seen and thank god we got some weird forcey stuff oh my god yeah so happy. That's true. We haven't had a lot of that, like any, frankly. I mean, it doesn't get any weirder than blue butterflies and then like lotus pose and yeah, whatever that a force beam shooting into the sky. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which, by the yeah. way, my weird door theory from last week. Oh yeah, snaps. confirmed. <laughs> snaps. If you don't know what yeah. I'm talking about, there's a door inside the palace at the magistrate. Uh, you see it when you're in the magistrate's garden and it's like behind her most of the time. And it's like a triangular design with this, these vertical lines shooting upward. And I was like, is that going to mean that he's going to be on the mountaintop and some kind of force beam is going to happen? And literally (laughs) that's what happened. You're writing this. You're writing this story, dog. You thought I was crazy last week. I thought it was a very (laughs) bold choice. To do that, like to assume that, because how, like, I understand. I, I just give you snaps. What more do you want from because me? You can't I'm, get at a higher level of respect. Because I'm weird and I see weird stuff. Yeah, I mean, I guess the problem is I was not tapped into that episode. Maybe I would have been with you. Maybe I would have seen that, but I was just like, it get literally this out of my face, dog. the exact thing happens. It's I know, <laughs> and you even get that one shot too. Yep, when it's to the left of his when he's walking, where you see back. the mountain and you see the rocks and you see the beam going straight up into the air it's really good i'll probably have to after month like monday seems to be the day when like starwars.com actually will post spoilers oh by monday so monday i'll have to is that when you're gonna boom boom i'll have to do a side by side (laughs) collage of my door theory is not that nuts because look it Uh happened also, I don't know if they were going for this. You know that really iconic poster with Luke standing on the hill with his lightsaber up in the air? Yes. Like, I feel like some nerd got a hold of, like, someone was like, let's let's do, let's do this. Let's have this be the visual. That is totally legit. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I thought when I saw it, so. And also? I also thought, sorry, this is so stupid, and maybe only, whoever's listening to this right now, maybe one of you will understand what I'm saying, but, like... I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty, and <laughs> I'm sorry, this is such a tangent. It's really short, though. Uh, there's a Zombies game mode that's really famous, right? I know you know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, I can hear you talk about it all the time. I'd never yeah. played it. Well, there's, know. like, a thing in it called the Mystery Box. 
lord. Which you use to get weapons out of, and it has a blue light that goes up into the sky. So. Well, Lost. You remember Lost? The hatch? Oh, yeah, the hatch. The light yeah. that goes straight up Oh, the spoilers, sky. dude! Huh? Spoilers! Well, no, it's fine. It's not a spoiler. It's just a light. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just a light visual. Well, the fact that you even said hatch, that's a spoiler. Just okay, Don't sorry. talk about it. Don't talk about but it. But you know what else? Um, when you're talking about Luke's lightsaber going up into the sky. Yeah. The nighttime show at Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At the very end That's true. of the nighttime Star Wars show at Hollywood Studios at Disney World. A good one, yeah. They impose a projection of Ray's hands on the um, like the fake Grauman's Chinese theater. Is it Ray's hands? Uh-huh. Mm. And they shoot a beam of light into the sky yeah. to yeah. like mimic lightsaber. A giant lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> true. I didn't think of that. Yeah, snaps. <laughs> That's good. I did not think of that. That is totally what they're trying to Woo! make it look like. Yeah. Just a thought. And also, I mean, even like from far away too, like the rocks make it look like the emitter on a lightsaber mm-hmm. to me. Like, uh, uh, oh, t- totally. Yeah. Totes. Yep. Yep. Nailed it. Woo. We can go home now. <laughs> yeah, we're done. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> um, but just a couple more things about oh, yeah. the Lotus pose. Yeah, it's cool. The reason it's like the the quintessential uh, yoga pose is because you are both grounded oh, yeah. and expanding at the yeah. same time. Because a lotus flower roots in the mud, in yep. the muck, in the grossness. But the flower blooms on top of the mm-hmm. water and is beautiful and reaches towards the light, as flowers do. Yeah. So that's why it's kind of a metaphor for, um, you know, being a balanced person, basically. Right, totally. Which is, you know, it's it's all it's all coming <laughs> together in the seeing stone for that moment. True, true. Doesn't last long, but um, yeah, yeah. Blue glowy beam. The font is blue and glowy while this is mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. And interestingly. This virgins of the forest does not want anything to do with Din at all. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> knocks him back very hard, knocks him out a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> and then does he try three times? He does. Three, of course. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> like, come on, man. It has to be three. Uh, I think, what was I going to say? Dang it. Oh, how cool would it have been if the light was red instead? Just like out of the blue, like just red. That would have been very scary. Dude. See, now I kind of wish it was because I love moments like that where it's just like, oh, like, like it was shocking, obviously, that there was like light coming out of it. But like the double shock of it being red would have been so interesting to me. Or if it was purple. Oh, purple would have been perfect. Yeah. Sorry, I got a mute and cough. Okay. Oh, no. <coughs> it came through my mic. It's fine. It's still not as loud as if I didn't mute. <laughs> I guess. Okay. Then just. Bruh. My wishes upon a star <laughs> for 38 <laughs> years, you guys. Yeah, dude. I'm really old. You are old. <laughs> and I have loved Sir Boba Fett. Yeah. Since Sir. day one, 1980. Mm-hmm. Eight-year-old. Yeah. Had to have that action figure. Didn't care <laughs> if I didn't know anything about him. Because God bless that costume was all that I needed. Yeah. To think he was cool. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Um, and again, you know, we I've heard for thirty eight years. Why do you like him? We don't <laughs> even know anything. He's boring. He's so overrated. Nah, chief. I mean, I've never thought that. I always thought he was cool. I don't know how people could think he's not cool, dude. Like, what do you? I don't. I just think people are just like, why? <laughs> why? I mean, you know, there is a whole cult of Boba Fett fans. Like, since day one, there's been that happening, and literally, there was nothing to go. I mean, by. the fact that Mandalore was a thing. <laughs> no one knew. No dude. one knew what it meant. The word Mandalorian is not... It did not exist back then. It did not exist. No one knew anything about that. It was literally the costume. I know. And I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. It's so cool. Because... It's honestly just like Ralph McQuarrie driving the story. That's all it is. Which is so super Ralph McQuarrie designed a costume around which an entire... Yeah, dude. Culture. I know. Has been created. It's so weird. <laughs> but when does that ever happen? What? Give me an example. Like Star Trek, maybe is the closest. I thing. couldn't even think of another example of but, it. But yeah, because that's unprecedented. Honestly, it's ba- it's because that costume is cool that people cared at all. Yeah. Like if it had been Bosk. <laughs> yeah, man. Nah, nah. It doesn't nah. hold the same. And the ship, too. Let's not forget about oh the ship. Oh, my God. The Let's ship. not forget about the ship, the dude. The one is just an the icon ship. forever. Yeah. Love it. Too good. Ben, another, Bur- ben Burr's work of art. Another womb. Just saying. Yeah. True. Or like a uterus. I guess those are synonymous, but. Well, I mean, it's like the, it's like the uterus and the ovaries again. Just yeah. like the razor crest. Yeah. But, um, I mean, he, he speaketh. He, he talked. Yeah, dude. He talked out loud. Dude, dude. I know. Tamara. The boy. Morrison. The boy. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he's, like I said, he, he speaketh. And he start, he just starts right in. I've been tracking you, Mandalorian. <laughs> and I'm here for the armor. It belongs to me. And, of course, Din has to... Has to get out his quiz that he gives everybody. So annoying how he does this. Are you a Mandalorian? Did you take the creed? Yeah. Where were you born? Who are your parents? What is happening? You know, I'm exaggerating. But yeah, he yeah, literally yeah. does it to everybody. Yeah. That has an armor, has a helmet or anything. Yeah. And he says, I'm a simple man making my way through the galaxy like my father before me. Yes. I don't think I reacted as strongly to that when I watched not. it with you. My, I did, I my think. My brain that was, was fried. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I was like, yo. Like, that's... I heard it. It computed as that. He's quoting Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. But it didn't... I couldn't even form in a... I couldn't even yeah. have any reaction because... Understandable. I, my mind was melted by then. Yeah. It was just that literally melted. Um. So, yeah, he says, did you take the creed? And he says, I give my allegiance to no one. The armor was my father's, and now it's mine. Mm-hmm. So, this begs the question: Was he hunky dory with um, Cobb using the armor because he was using it for like a good reason? I don't know if he. Do you think he took it from him? Who? Cobb took it from him. Like no, he says he bu- he got it from the Jawas. We that we found out where he got it from. Oh, but if if Boba Fett was on 
Tatooine. How do how do I say it? Tatooine. Tatooine. Tat- Tatooine. Yeah. We love the way Tamara says Tatooine. Everything he says. <laughs> Dude, I was saying this. Love him so much. I was saying this. Uh. All I hear when I hear his voice is I hear, like I don't really hear Django Fett very much. I do. I hear the cutscenes from Battlefront 2. That's what I hear. And for those who are listening to this who know what I'm talking about, like, iconic. Literally iconic script. Why are they those cut cutscenes? Scenes? So, yeah, so there's a, there's a game mode where it's called... Oh, I'm never gonna... I think it's just called Rise of the Empire. Oh, What's going on over there? He is, like, incredibly hot, and Ooh. I just hurt myself, but go ahead. Jeez. I think it's called Rise of the Empire or something like that. And uh, why don't you stop drinking it then? Because I need it for my throat. Okay. Go uh, He... So, so basically the whole story of the Rise of the Empire starting from the clones. Like you actually play as the clones first. And then you begin playing as the Empire. Like like you go through the Order 66 transition. You have to kill Jedi in the Coruscant Temple. Like you have to do the whole thing. You're the clones. Turn into Stormtroopers. It's really cool. Like a really cool story. And... Um, like, there's this whole mission where you're stormtroopers and you have to kill droids. It's, like, super weird. It's, it's like, a weird mashup on Mustafar, and it's so interesting. But every mission, even sometimes during, every, in between every mission, there's kind of a cutscene, and it's his voice. Like, he narrates the cutscenes, every single one of them. Oh, wow. Because um, he's, like, a clone, so he's talking like yeah. he's a clone. And then a stormtrooper. So, like, you see him take these two sides, kind of. So I'm surprised they didn't use... Um, D. Bradley Baker for the clones. For that. Well, I mean, that game was a long time ago. I don't even think he was a oh, thing. Oh, this is the this old is the original. One. That's what I'm saying, dude. Oh, oh, That's what I'm oh. saying. Okay. This is how iconic it. I was confused. It's so I, iconic. I thought you were talking about the one. I'm sorry. Yeah, the I, recent one. I thought I was making it clear, but uh, uh, also the really iconic voice lines that he does in. Stars, the original Stars Battlefront, like watch those wrist rockets and stuff like that. Like that's all him. <laughs> he said it all. It's so cool. So cool. Question, that's all I hear. Did he have knee rockets in that game? No. Oh, like the new one. Yeah. The new like where, no, but no, I bet I'm you they'll add it. Has he had knee rockets before in a game? No. And I just was like, I've never seen that. They added that. That was so sure. weird. Yeah. I was just like, knee rockets. <laughs> yeah. Just why is that necessary, dog? Um. Okay. So. They basically start threatening each other. Yeah. I'm going to kill you dead. And like he's like, I could kill you, blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, I've got a sharpshooter up on the ridge and there. he says it like, like when he says that line, that's so to Nora Morrison, though. Like that line is, so, like how he delivers it, it sounds just like, oh. He's it's amazing. like he's taking it right out of the game, dude. I'm telling you, it's so good. My entire so Twitter good. timeline has gone from, I don't need no Boba Fett to... I am simping so hard for Boba Fett. <laughs> Tomorrow Morrison, marry me. Like, it's actually a beautiful, beautiful thing. Because, you know, I kind of, I've kind of had to answer a lot of questions over the 38 years about why it is that I love him so much. And really, I don't have an answer because, as I told you, it's the costume. Yeah. But yeah. I knew there had to be a hot dude under that helmet. Indeed. Even as an eight-year-old, I'm like, I'm sure he's good-looking. <laughs> yeah. And lo and behold, Attack of the Clones, we find out, indeed. <laughs> indeed. Handsome man. <laughs> yeah. 
so anyway, it is really, really making me so super happy that yeah. that all my pals on Twitter have they've all they're converted. Like literally <laughs> every one of them just about this episode has sold them on on Boba Fett. That's and we'll sick. get to, I'll get to kind of why I think that is. Oh, um, okay. Because he's handled like a good character? Oh. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, but like Come specifically on. why it's working. I have friends who uh, who don't like the whole bringing characters back into the story, like main character that we already know. Mm-hmm. And like a few of them actually. And they've all, I've asked them what they think of this one. And they were like, dude, like this one was good. Like I like they don't know what it was though. Like they, they like one of my friends was like I don't know what it is and why, but like I like it. Make sure that person yeah. listens to this episode because <laughs> okay. I'm gonna explain to them why they why it works. Okay. Um, but Fennec Shand. Yeah. Like it's it's not enough that we have blue butterflies. It's not enough that we have weird forcey stuff happening. Resurrection. Slave one. <laughs> oh, Boba Fett. Nope. There's more. I see where you're going. Fennec <laughs> So are you getting into resurrection here? Is that what you're... Well, I mean, they literally both say, left for dead in the desert of Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only going to say it like that now. Okay. Tatooine. Yeah. So, yeah. You don't do it right. Hell yeah, it's a resurrection. <laughs> yeah. It's double resurrection yeah, time. Um, yeah, that was kind of weird. I'm like, are we in Westworld now? Yeah, dude. <laughs> She's like... <laughs> Yeah. She's some kind of a transporter. But I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Oh no, hell no, I'm not mad. Super dope. Super I knew she'd dope. be back. We knew she'd be back. We did not believe for one second she was dead. It was all just a matter I of did, time. Actually. Oh well, I did not. I didn't know it was gonna happen. I never expected to see her ever again. I've been frankly. saying all along, they don't get Ming. Nah. Yeah, I know. Kill her off in one episode. It's not. There's gonna so much I don't remember though from the first season. Like that episode, totally forgot about it. One hundred percent. Okay, but Jingle Boots. Remember Jingle Totally Boots? forgot about that, dude. I was not thinking about but that. But are we supposed to assume that yeah. that's Boba Fett now? Oh, dude. What do you mean? Of course. Okay. Because he doesn't have Jingle Boots right now, so I don't know. Maybe it's Cobb Vanth. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, but he has Jingle Boots, is what I'm saying. He does, but I'm just like... But then that wouldn't make sense, because she says, he found I me... I think you're reading into it too much. I think it's Boba Fett, but... It must be, but he just simply doesn't have Jingle Boots right now. So I'm a little confused about what that what's up with that. But it, I, I am not complaining. Yeah, what are you... Literally not at all. <laughs> so they're, they're, you know, Din saying he's going to kill them. And Boba Fett's like, oh, yeah, really? Because Fennec Shan's up there. And he's like, I'll kill you both before you have a chance to shoot me. He's like, well good for you because she's not trying to shoot you she's trying to shoot your kid so now what are you gonna do true got him and he's like uh dub, 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 and <laughs> <laughs> they start flexing at each other but then all of a sudden boba fett <laughs> boba boba fett boba fett yeah yeah becomes super zen and is like let's all lay down our weapons <laughs> yeah man and chat. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do that. He literally says chat. I know. <laughs> chat. Well, I mean, that is a word he would say. Let's be honest. I guess, but just... <laughs> this is not your mother's Boba Fett. No. Clearly. No. In, in many ways, maybe a little bit still. But 
the inside I mean, but, but has that changed. Boba Fett was the dude where Vader has to be like notice integrations. You know exactly. What I mean? Like this is not that guy anymore. Clearly. He's, he's... Also, how was there no flamethrower in this episode? I'm a little upset about that. Well, I don't know. I'm a little like I like I'm not into the cheesy stuff too much, but like we oh, had it last dude. we had it last episode, so maybe they're like too much flamethrower really? is too much. Yeah, he when he first meets Ahsoka, he uses it and they're fighting. Yeah, he, oh yeah. Don't remember she like does a flip and her cape gets a little singed. It's pretty no, cool I don't actually. Remember that. Wow. Yeah. You okay. didn't watch that episode more than once, did you? Okay, well, both has to do with the <laughs> flamethrower. So like where is that at? Also, where is the um the I, I do I'm sad that he doesn't have his gun though, because that gun has also an iconic sound. Well, who says he doesn't? Maybe it's on the ship. I know. I'm just saying I'm sad we didn't see it in this episode. Because he's got his robes on? I know. I know. You know. Yeah. He's feeling himself in a whole new way right now. He's like. For sure. Different. And obviously, he's he's been rebirthed. Yeah. Also, It's not going to be the same. Gotta, I'm, 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 my brain is spinning. Uh. Very in very good writing for that the first you know how the first episode of The Mandalorian, there's that what's that blue dude's name? Mithril. Mithril mm-hmm. and how he gets put in the carbon freezing chamber. Yes. Like how did we not foresee this? <laughs> Boba Fett coming back. I mean it's been a rumor for ages and ages. Was it like during I don't at know the beginning if, of the season? Though? I don't know if it's been that far back. But come on, but come on. But like, that's a foreshadowing. I've told you, though, I was not allowing my brain to go there because I just didn't want to th- assume anything and then be disappointed. Right. I guess that's a good call, but now now you can go there. <laughs> well, after he gets very zen and just wants to have a chat, they actually start talking about the armor. Um, he, sa- he tells Din that the armor was given to my father... Django, woo, by your forebears. So already, we're getting a change of story from what we thought was true. Um, and he says, in exchange for the armor, I can guarantee the safety of the child as well as your own. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, basically, whatever goes for him goes for Finnick as well, because they're like, yeah. He saved her life, so now she says she's, you know, basically, he she owes him her life. So, um, you're gesturing at me, and I'm losing my place. Stop gesturing at me. <sighs> you gotta speak louder in the mic, dude. I think I'm plenty loud. No, you're not. You're speaking very airy. Fine. I'm sitting closer now. But it's not about that. It's you're speaking airy. You're speaking from the back of your throat. You gotta speak from the front. <sighs> I have a drama coach now. Listen, I <laughs> I, I hear air. You okay. Okay. So, Boba Fett in the armor. Well, actually, let's talk about that a little bit later. Later, later. All right. Um, but anyway, he invokes Django's name. Indeed. That he was cool. He comes right out and says, "It was given to him by your ancestors." Yeah. So, it's mine. Uh-huh. Like, by all Mandalorian standards, it's mine. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he seems, like, cool with that at that point. Like, he's kind of like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. Then I understand. Um, but before they can really uh, talk too much more about it, a, I don't know what you call those types of ships, like a carrier? 
Yeah, transport carrier. Transport carrier. <sighs> Shows up, and now you're like, now what? The trifecta. <laughs> and Colin pointed out it looks a heck of a lot like the First Order transport carrier. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I, I think that uh, they better make a Lego set out of that. Because <laughs> I, like I like my miscellaneous ships. Those are cool. They don't get enough rep. You always liked ships where you could cram a whole bunch of minifigs inside. Yeah. So a transport ship was like, you know, a perfect ship to do that. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, so Din panics, runs back up the hill to get to get the baby. Yeah. And that's when the force beam is like, I told you. <laughs> step no. off, George. Yeah, step off, George. <laughs> and knocks him out cold, which... Is a nice storytelling device because that yeah. makes room for Fennec and Boba Fett. Watching the pals go off here. Yeah. <laughs> to kind of take center stage with the next whole bit of action, which right. is a battle between the Imperial Stormtroopers, like classic ones that come out of the, the carrier, and then the two of them. Yeah. Um, they absolutely... Annihilate. Whoop. <laughs> ass. Yes. Boba Fett, still in his robes, mind you, using his uh, staff from, you Bantha know. Bantha teeth cleaner. The Bantha teeth cleaner. Um, just Pops off. goes off. <laughs> it's therapeutic. Give the, give the boy a chance, you know? That's what I see. He just cracks their armor like it's nothing. Yeah, where was, where was the... Uh... There is another thing in live action, I feel like, where we see Stormtroopers' armors getting broken. It was the armor. Oh. Like, do you think that's on purpose? Um, po yeah. I think it's definitely, they're drawing a comparison there. Dang. Um, that's really cool. It's, he's... He's a beast. He's a beast. <laughs> like, he's, you're seeing why Han Solo was scared. Yeah, like, I guess. Yeah. Scared. Yeah, scared. Because that's when they, you're, they're letting you see, oh, that's who he used to be. Yeah. And he really just, he really seems to hate the Empire. Yeah. I He's mean, why real would he upset? Because to, to him, you know, you have to consider who he is. Like, he is one of them. True. And he's probably like, get away from me. I'm not one of you. Yeah. You know? It's totally a, yeah, it's reflecting back on him. And he's like, yeah, no, man. no, 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 I'm, that's like, not that's who I am I'm, anymore. Do you remember a long time ago I was like, dude, the, this was back when the Clone Wars season, the new the new Clone Wars season was starting. And I was like, I really hope we get some like existential mm -hmm. clone stuff. Like maybe we're going to get a little bit of that with him, which would be super, super I mean, cool. Yeah. I would be, I, I would like love that. Are. I would love that. Um, so cool. And I think we brought this up. When we were having our Boba Fett talk before the season even started, that if we get a new Boba Fett motif, oh yes, musical motif, um, we'll be deceased. <laughs> I mean, we didn't die, but it's he has one. Yeah, dude, and it's, it's real, interesting. <laughs> and it's interesting. It's interesting. Why don't you? It's literally the, he's not even basing it on the old one at all. It's like he's just done what he doesn't even. Nope, not gonna touch that yeah which is interesting and i feel like but not maybe at some point he'll said. maybe at some point he'll use it like miscellaneously like it's a little like eh, you know but from what we just were talking about he is a totally different guy now so yeah 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 it kind of wouldn't true. make sense but the motif is still very 
Um, I don't know. Well, how would you describe it? Uh, <laughs> you put me on the spot. What do you, what do you You're say? You're a freaking composer. Talk so, about music. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to talk about music theory, but I mean, it's very minor. <laughs> it's painstakingly in the minor key. And low. It's and still low. low. I get a lot of, uh, I actually just realized this. It sounds a lot like that one theme in Fargo with the bass. Okay. And you just made me realize before you were recording that it reminds me of... Oh, the, uh, uh, Pirates, of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. A yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, it has a swing to it, which is interesting. It's octave jumps mm-hmm. are the main... It's very metal. Like I, I think this one's very metal, actually. And then with and then surrounding that new motif, there's like didgeridoo. Yeah. Which is the fact that they're using that is great. Yeah, he's just like, yo, man. Repping the Australian gang. Let's go. Um, and then I just found out today, mm. uh, my pal Ty Black, who's on What the Force quite a bit. Yeah. That Tuscan Raider weapon is a real thing. Oh, those exist? Those exist. <gasps> Whoa. They're called Totokia. Whoa. It is a real world weapon from Fiji. That's so cool. Um, Like... Indigenous people of Fiji. That's so cool, dude. Which is Oceania, which in- yeah. incorporates New Zealand, where where. Oh, is he from New Zealand? He's from. Oh, I didn't know he was from. New- I thought he was from, like mainland. How cool is that? That's crazy, man. That's dope. That's, I did not know that was real, like, and I feel uncultured. I didn't either. Really? I had no idea it was real. Yeah. I mean. Shout out, dude. Whoever did that is like a homie. Today I, mean, I, I learned feel- a new thing about Star Wars that that's yeah. a real thing. That's insane. And uh. Oh, that, I yeah. I think that's like that. I'm sure that was behind why they gave him that weapon. Oh you please! Know, like, it it nec- didn't necessarily have to do with the Tuscan Raiders themselves, but it has to do with that weapon and his heritage, and it's really really cool. Yeah, dude. I mean, I was saying before too. Like, I, this is like fast forwarding a little bit, but this gang that he's assembled now, being yeah. like all of different ethnicities. Yeah, you mentioned that, that last night. White, first and, thing. Yeah. And like how, you know, I keep on going to say Gus. What's his name? Gideon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gus. We call him, what do we call him? Um, Space call- Gus. Space Gus, yeah. <laughs> um, Gus Spring. But yeah, when you said, oh, I love this new gang, not a white guy to be seen. Yeah, dude. it's It looks fresh. I just keep saying that word. It looks fresh. And then I noticed... In, unless you're going to count, like, masked troopers. We don't know who d- did the voice work for those. I don't believe a single white male speaks in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's all either people Seems of color like that, yeah. or women. Yeah. I, I, I guess the Stormtrooper voice sounds pretty white, but... And Robert... Oh, we haven't even mentioned yet. Robert yeah. Rodriguez directed the mm. shiz out of this <laughs> Yeah, dude. This, yeah. I mean, I guess I, I'll... I don't know. I said this off air, but this one was like really stylized to me. Like like the way the direction and cinematography is handled in this one is very like uh auteuristic, I guess if that makes sense. Like like it's very individual artist. This is my vibe. I think we were we had gotten through the first action sequence when I was like this has got to be Robert Rodriguez directing. Like I knew That's he had. That's that you guessed that. I knew that he had an episode coming, and people suspected this was going to be his, but nobody knew until the end. You know. 
when you see the director, I'm yeah. like, this is, this is like, I mean, <laughs> spy kids flying around. Yeah, yeah. And then... Well, there are those shots, too, from him from, like, below. Like, looking mm, up at him. Yeah. Like, he's that's just, very... He's just very good at action sequences. Yeah. But that's what was, like, that was it was weird to me. It was like, whoa, like, this is, like, it looks weird, you know? It just looks weird. I think just because he's such a boss at that type of mm-hmm. it looks direction. Very new. And then... Um, <laughs> Uh, cool guys don't look at explosions. Yeah. Like from El Mariachi, we have a moment of Boba Fett not looking at an explosion. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, yo. So, El Mariachi. But it's cool because it's also his mask, so it's like, like, that's like a nod clearly to, okay. to me, yeah. I think that's a nod to Ralph McQuarrie a little bit. Okay, we haven't gotten there yet. That moment, I almost, that was transcendent. <laughs> okay. It's absolutely, like this first action sequence with him just wailing on these stormtroopers, was great. Yeah. Like, if that was it, if that was the only time we saw him whooping on people, I would have been 100% satisfied. Right. But it wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just the... It was that the, was an amuse-bouche. It was a prelude. <laughs> it was our little amuse-bouche taste mm-hmm. of what was to come right. in a few minutes. Um, okay, so again, that dang rocky... When you see, like, the rounded rocks, that's where it's, like... Bendu could totally be hiding in there. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think sometime during that action sequence, we see the rounded rocks on the side of the mountain. That's probably when Dad was like, <gasps> Bendu? 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 <laughs> yeah. um, oh, and then um, we get the big Raiders of the Lost Ark giant mm. boulder moment. Oh, yes. You have to have one of those every time. Of course we do. Uh-huh. Um, but it was cute with the way they did it with uh, Fennec kicking the rock, and then it there was the trooper with the big gun that she couldn't seem to take out with her her gun yeah <laughs> so she's, she's just like big rock <laughs> big rock and it rolls right he's like trying to shoot it down and shoot it out of the way from hitting him and it doesn't work i don't know why he tries that just like move dude what do you know we're gonna call him wily coyote trooper oh he gets smushed yeah it's good okay um so after this action sequence of him beating people up with his tatokia speak up uh, you see him look over at the Razor Crest, which the door is wide open. Uh huh. And I was real nervous for a second. He's gonna steal it. I thought he was gonna steal it, like the ship. Yeah. I don't know why I would think that because it makes no sense. He's I can't remember where I thought that. I, I can't remember. I think this was probably the point where I was like, oh, like like I'm getting a little nauseous. <laughs> like you know, I had to avert my eyes a little bit. I'm just kidding. I didn't, but I wasn't thinking. Kind no, of. I wasn't I was just thinking exper- rationally. I was just experiencing, like, totally. Which is the way it should go, man. Like, I like that. I like when it's so good. Because I also have your brain a little bit. I look for the metaphor stuff, and I, I look at that. But this one was just, like, so much. I was just like, I'm just going to let this wash over me. It was you know? too much to handle, honestly. Yeah. At some point, I think I looked at you, and I'm like, I'm sweating so much right yeah, now. Yeah, you said you were sweating. <laughs> You know that feeling when you're when you roll the window down and it's cold air and you try to breathe and like yeah. it hits, like it's like, Ugh! Yeah. like it suffocates you a little bit. That's what I'm talking about. Like it was too much. It was it so was powerful. So so much. Yeah. Um, and then we get a little treat of uh, Fennec being epic and amazing. Going off. She just she's just taking out as many troopers as she possibly can. But she you know she's an assassin, so she's good. Yeah. At that. <laughs> But that part where she falls back off the rock. The James Bond moment. Is still shooting troopers as she's falling. I mean, delicious. 
Yeah, that's cool. She's great. That reminded me, that was a very video game thing to me when I watched that. Oh, is it? Yeah, actually, by the way, I saw this very interesting article recently about how it was it was kind of how movies and, te- and movies, film, was inspiring how, like, video games look mm-hmm. and feel. But now it's, uh, now it's, it's interesting yeah, how it's happening where, like, Mortal Kombat and, like, Mortal Kombat and, and The Last Jedi, you know, that one scene when they're, like, when... When Phasma and Finn are fighting and they're kind of moving like mm-hmm. you're watching a Mortal Kombat match and like like it's interesting how there's a lot of take there's crossover now it right. seems guys are taken from each other which is and this scene was very uh, like that move jumping off I could like see that in slow mo it, it wasn't it in slow mo it might have been a little slowed down yeah I think it was a little yeah, slowed like, down yeah. yeah I'm sure that was in a movie before but just uh it looked really cool it did and again it's Robert Rodriguez knows his way around an, an action sequence and a gunfight. And yeah, it's really cool, man. So while this is all happening, you see a second Imperial transport what, what? land with reinforcement troops. They surround Fennec. Din pops back into the action like he has finally woken up from his, <laughs> his force-induced like, coma. He's asleep again. <laughs> oh, right. He's asleep. <laughs> You're right. Didn't even catch on to that. Yeah. He was asleep. Um. And shows up and uses his whistling birds, and that helps for a minute, but then they're surrounded again because the troops just keep coming. And Din even offers her the opportunity to leave. Yeah. I mean, he can take it. I know, but, like, what is with all this? Everybody being so nice to each other. It's so weird. (laughs) Um, They're professionals, bro. And she doesn't even take it. She's like, nope, we have a deal. We promise we will I like how they honor each other. Fennec and him. Yeah. Like they have this like weird uh All three of them do. Yeah. They're all like bound now. Yeah, it's cool. Um and then all of a sudden you the grenade boop, 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 drops boop. out of the air. <laughs> drops out of the air. Boop, 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 boop. That's that was dad's sound. That was dad's sound. It was. Oh, he, yeah. And still I don't think he doofus. I recognized what that <laughs> meant. <laughs> Uh, I have such defense mechanisms in my brain now for things that Star Warsy things that I'm just like, nope, not gonna let my brain go there because I might just, I'm gonna gonna be disappointed probably. So I'm you not didn't gonna. think it was Boba Fett? No, I knew it was Boba Fett, but oh. I didn't make the connection that he's got the suit on and he's up in the sky because of the jetpack. Like I oh. didn't. <laughs> that all did not compute mm. until. There's that shunk. shot where you literally hear him land like, yeah, like a shunk. Yeah. And I have in my notes, Boba effing Fett. Hey, you swear in the notes. Armor. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Woo! Yeah, dude. All the nerds were like, yeah. He unleashes <laughs> with all the fettiness we have been waiting for for mm. 38 years. Mm. Yeah, it's intense. I just... Cannot. <laughs> I just cannot. Was... I was literally not breathing. Like, I wasn't breathing. Yeah. That entire sequence, because... I I don't know. I, I think my the butterflies fried my brain. I don't. I, I think that's what happened, and I just wasn't thinking with my full faculties yeah. for the rest of that episode, and it didn't occur to me. <laughs> the armor. That he was going to put the armor on in yeah, this episode. Yeah, I didn't think episode. about it either, honestly. I didn't see that. So when it but happened... But they did a really good job of um, 
Like, you have to commend the story writing, too, because when he got the armor, they never brought it up again. Like, it was always in the ship, obviously. But Right. We haven't seen it for episodes. It's just really good writing, mm. right? Because I think it would have been very easy to tell if it had been brought up maybe another time. Yeah. That he had the armor, but no, nah, they definitely did that on purpose. They <laughs> laid it low so that you kind of forgot about it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's crazy writing, man. And then the other thing. He puts it on, on top of his robes. Yeah, what do you think of that? I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I guess how else would he do it? <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, I'm going to assume he's got a tunic on under there, some kind of pants of some sort. Like, sure, I guess. I mean, he does have pants on. You can see. You can see that he does. Oh, yeah. So yeah. he didn't necessarily have to leave the robe on. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, yeah. I... Baller. Wow. Just wow. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. guys. Yeah, dude. I'll see you. <laughs> thanks for doing Peace. that. And um, Oh, I thought you were saying, yeah, thanks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. Well, that too. I really... What else do I have to... Uh, see you in the next life. Yeah. It was really just... Honest to God, 38 years. 38? You, yeah. Can you even understand 38 years of waiting for something? Hit me with this. I... You don't even know that it's ever going to happen, and then it just freaking happens and you're just like how is this even real (laughs) yeah dude i mean i play with kanye west so that's true (laughs) i've had the experience that was like really real this is just like television real well no 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 no. i'm saying that feeling of when it happens i guess you didn't say this but i'm sure you're gonna get to it like when when something happens and you you see it happen i mean you experience it actually but it's like your brain has not encoded it yet. It's kind of like no, that feeling exactly. of like it feels like a dream. Actually, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Like you literally cannot understand that it happened to you. It's it's a weird thing, but it's yeah. It's eight p.m. So it's been like, um, what, eighteen hours since we saw this, and yeah. I'm still like. I gotta watch it again because I still <laughs> can't convince myself. My brain just won't. How many times have you watched this one Process. so far? We always do this. Um, maybe like four times. Not that many because we. Dude, you watched the last one more. You suck. Because I had more time. It's still Friday. We're watching sp- it. We're recording again. Friday night. <laughs> Probably not. I gotta get some. Oh, true. Sleep. Yeah, you saying you crazy. All right. So. At that point, we're on the highest of the high. Uh, I'd like transcendent into the heavens. <laughs> you like, are that's in Nirvana how right high now. I was. You're above Nirvana right now. Um, so we see him take out basically the rest of the stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. He uses his jetpack in a very amazing moment to take out both of the transports which are fleeing because they are scared <laughs> yeah. of him. Yeah. And that's a funny moment. And it again, is. like, cool guys don't look at explosions. He's And you have, like, the electric guitar thing, like, ee! You yeah, know? <laughs> he's looking at Finnick and Din as the ships explode behind him, which is classic. Do you think we're gonna see Django's armor? Oh gosh, Dude, maybe he has to have he it. He probably man. does have it. You're right. Like, I didn't even think about that. Oh, this is getting crazy, dude. It's probably on the slave one. That's what I'm saying. It's probably just sitting there in a box. I know. Uh, it's. I bet. Actually, I'm, I'm, it's weird to think about like the head though. I'm not really sure what he. Well, I mean, the head flew out of the helmet, remember? Just flew up. It flew away. 
you see the shadow of the head. Oh, fly that's right. Off yeah, yeah, in a yeah, different yeah. direction. Yeah. Than that one. Brutal, dude. Okay, then my worst nightmare. Yes, <laughs> I love this part, bro. This is upsetting. Stop being so happy. Oh, uh, it's. Oh, also, I don't know. So the fact that it's knee rockets. Oh yeah, the knee rockets. So. <laughs> I'm okay, wondering if fine. they did that as like a joke because of wrist rockets. I really wonder. Oh, maybe. A little, I don't know <laughs> a the joke bit. about wrist rockets. Because so. it's, I don't know. I'm just wondering. Also, it's cool when he like does that thing where he punches the dude and then oh, like, yeah. blasts him away. Yeah, that is cool. I mean, everything, like he, everything he says is cool. Everything he does is cool. He's a beast, bro. He's just a beast. He doesn't even need to try. The fact that he won over so many people just in this one episode alone. Yeah. Says it all. It's proper. But again, then tragedy. Like, this is the tragedy. <laughs> Dude, you can make people mad by saying Baby that. Yoda's gonna be fine. We all know it. <laughs> Grogu. Grogu yeah. is gonna be fine. Mm. We'll see about that. But my girl, <laughs> the Razor Crest, just like, pew, is <laughs> no freaking more. Indeed. Gone. Annihilated. Just vaporized, basically. Yep. Yep. I um am very sad. I forget what your reaction was. I'm I remember you like, oh come on. No, I I'm sure I cursed, and then I was probably in shock for <laughs> the rest of the episode. Like I couldn't believe they were putting, they were taking me up so high and then letting me fall <laughs> so far. <laughs> yeah. It's literally heartbreaking. Like I my heart is broken. It I'm actually sorry, is. Dude. I feel bad, but. I and, don't at the same time because I love that part. <laughs> had some people try to explain it to me. I, don't, I get it. I'm metaphor queen. I get the Stop metaphor. Stop saying that. You are not the metaphor queen. You understand metaphor. All right? Whatever. I don't... I understand the metaphor. That it is... He's got to let go of his past. The ship is part of his past. He's transforming. That's got to go at this point. I get it. Mm. That doesn't mean I'm not super upset about it. For sure. And no, I am not going to cancel my HasLabs order of the Razor Crest <sighs> because now I'm going to want to sleep with it probably because I miss her already. That was tragic. And Yeah, yeah. That's the tragedy. <laughs> but again, I started thinking. But how epic. Okay. You're being, you're very melodramatic. Okay, I understand it's sad, but the way it happens, though, <laughs> like how it's well played, literally out of nowhere. Well like I played. thought Boba Fett showing up was out of nowhere. This, like I did not realize what was happening. Like after it was shot, after you see the laser bolt, I literally did not understand what was going on until it happened. No, me neither. <laughs> so good, dude. It was so good. I loved that part. Well man. played. The That's thrill. All I can say. Yeah, yeah, you crushed my heart. If that was the goal, it worked. Mm. Well done. It gave me, like, adrenaline. <laughs> oh, my like... God. I was so upset. <laughs> but as we were saying before we started recording, there's only room for one womb ship in this show. Indeed. I guess. Replaced. I guess. And now it's the Slave One, which yes. I just bought a purse, like, in a really nice... <laughs> lounge fly slave one backpack oh my gosh hey before nice. any of this season even started i was like yep that's mine <laughs> yeah and now 
it's basically all there is left. Right. Uh, well, it had, we had a good ride. Mm. She had a good ride. I don't. She went through a lot. I'm not kidding when I, I told you last night I would have rather seen the Falcon get destroyed. Because the Falcon has had her time. True. I suppose. And in the story, the Razor Crest has been around a long time, but we have not gotten much time with her. That is yeah. why I'm upset. <laughs> all those cool tricks she did. Oh, like, oh man. See? <laughs> the, she was the best. <laughs> she, had a, she had a cryo-freezing chamber in it. She made it How through. Cool she made it through getting ripped apart in season one. Yeah. She dude. made it through getting ripped apart in season two. She made it through. She was baptized. Spiderwebs. She was baptized. She was reborn. She was. Ugh. <laughs> Just a little brick wall. For what? <laughs> For wait, what's that line? I don't know. Oh, no, you say it all the time. You quote this guy. He's like, what? You know what I'm talking about? I'm too tired. I don't know. Dang it, woman. Um, You're not on my wavelength. But honestly, you know, my whole thing about it being the uterus that he needed to, like, live in and start to turn towards his softer side and embrace the feminine more. Uh And now that's just over. Well, no, it's not, though. Because it's like he doesn't. Well, okay. Unless he gets the Rizcris back. He gets another one of the He's not time. getting another. But I doubt it. But yeah. we have talked about, like, hey, what's he going to get next? He can't just be flying the Slave One around. Or can he? Maybe yeah. he can. I don't know. I mean. I'm still hurting. I can't really think of him flying What if he gets one else. of those Mandalorian ships? I mean, those are cool and all, but. <laughs> okay. They're not. We need to move know. on. <laughs> we need to move They're on. They're not my girl. All right. Sad. So, yeah. Tragic. Very tragic. Understand the metaphor. Still tragic, in mm-hmm. my opinion. I'm sad. Yeah. Let me be sad about you my girl. You can be girl. sad. Okay. Uh, all right. So, trying to move past that. Uh, you see Gideon's light cruiser up in the atmosphere. And, yeah, he's like, let her rip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So four rip. four dark troopers get launched from that thing, and you know anytime there's like four of anything that match that are bad, it's the four horsemen of the apocalypse mm-hmm. immediately in my head. Yeah. Um. For sure. They land surrounding Grogu. Oh, by the way, his little trance is over. Mm-hmm. Um. He finally gets out of it, and he's very drained. And um, they just. Snag him. Snag him and bag him. (laughs) Snag him. And we get that same perspective of him flying away and looking down. That Din had. That Din had when he Uh, got rescued. mm. That Pete, that Baby Yoda had before. Mm. But this time, it's... I love parallels. It's bad. Parallels are so cool. Parallels of fish... Parallels are the things that that codify. Codify. Codify? codify yeah parallels are the things that codify knowing when things are undone done on purpose yeah you know yeah i love to see it i love to see it um so we go back to the wreckage of the razor crest and he's digging through the wreckage Mm. and he two things has survived this this explosion and it was more like vaporized there's hardly anything we're just running past the part where baby yoda's abducted (laughs) i mean he's abducted 
It's sad. They take him. It's sad. I, honestly, I told you, I'm sadder about the ship. He'll He's be his fine. dad, bro. I know, I know. But here's another. I have one critique of this episode, and that pertains to that. About his emotional yeah, reaction. He it's acts, a little odd. He's... He's acting like me, like he's more upset about the razor crest than he is <laughs> about his child. Um, right. And that might be a function of the mask and can't yeah. see his face, but he also, his voice affectation was not really, he didn't go through it at all, it didn't mm. seem like. Um, but anyway. We he, didn't get no Grogu! <laughs> we didn't get, it was. The robots come in and they're like. We have to take them on. <laughs> it was, as, as we predicted, very lost in It was. It was, actually. But we thought it was going to be the end of the season where that happened, so now we have some room for two more episodes. Like, mm. what the heck? Um, I don't even know, man. Okay. He finds in the wreckage, of course, the little sphere that Grogu loves, and the spear, the Beskar spear he just got from Ahsoka. Okay. We've got to watch Lone Wolf and Cub. Yeah, I know. You said that. Okay. Sky Talkers has been talking about Lone Wolf and Cub for a while now. And this is literally from that movie. Like, the ball, and it's a sword, I guess. It's not a spear, but same, who cares? Same right, thing. right, right, right. Um, and in this movie, which they have already talked about, huge influence on this story because it's a dad and his small child. Mm-hmm. Um, in this movie... There is a ball and a sword, and the dad says to the child, whose whole family, I guess, has, has been murdered, and the village has been murdered, and everyone's <laughs> been murdered, and the dad's like, I'm going for vengeance, yeah, but right. I'm not going to make that decision for you to go with me. You have to make... He's talking to, like, an 18-month-old or a two-year-old or something, by the way, <laughs> but he's like, so funny. you're going to have to make this decision for yourself. Here is a ball, and here is a sword. If you choose the ball... Then basically, I'm going to put you out of your misery and send you to be with your mother, who is dead. Oh, it's pretty harsh. Dang. <laughs> if you choose the Dang. sword, then you are choosing to come with me to exact vengeance, and it's going to be a rough time. Jeez, man. So the child chooses the sword, and they go off on their. That's like what the story is about. They're mm-hmm. getting vengeance, I guess. Totally, yeah. But anyway, it's literally like the same thing. All he has left is a ball and a sword and a spear. Yeah, dude. But he takes both. We're watching this movie this week. Okay. He takes both. Well, he takes them both, but that's that's the choice. Like, are you gonna choose? He's carrying his violence. Fate. I choose violence. Mm-hmm. What's her face? Oh, um, Cersei said that. I choose violence. Cersei says that. Cersei Lannister. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's her who said that. Uh, cool. Or are you going to choose the ball, which is clearly like representing family, relationship, mm. uh, maybe a little bit of weird ne- dark sideness. Be- mm. Like last, I'm still a little confused about the ball. Right, but it's a sphere and a line. It's a sphere and a line. Devs. Devs. Exactly. <laughs> Ones and zeros. Ones and zeros. Uh, Yo. And anyway, now we're sounding like crazy people. Dude. Okay. It really is there, though. So, assignment this week. We're watching, finally, at least the first film. I mean, I know there are multiple ones, but we're going to watch the first Lone Wolf and Cub for sure. Okay. All right. So, here's where this Boba Fett taking the armor back Mm -hmm. becomes... Important. 
it, well, it's like why it works yeah, and why yeah. Boba Fett as a general thing is working in this story. Um, he he shows Din that this armor has been encoded for 25 years or however long with Boba's and Django's chain code. Right. He's like, here's my code. Here's my father's. And you find out that Django Fett was a foundling. Yeah, what does that mean? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not... That's what well Din versed. is. He wasn't oh. born Mandalorian. He wasn't born oh. a Mandalorian. He's not like a genetic Mandalorian. Oh. But he was found and taken in by the Mandalorians. And that counts the same. You know, according mm-hmm. to his cult that he's in right now, it's the same thing. So you find out Django was a foundling. He that's cool. fought in the Mandalorian Civil War. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Yo. That actually kind of blew me away. Yeah, that was cool. You didn't say anything when he said that, though. I, I remember watching Again, my brain time. was not processing at that I moment. I I just lost my girl. Like, I was... It was tough. I was tough. And plus all the other stuff had already... I mean, I was out of my mind. But, yeah. It, it did... I was like, oh, my God. That's super significant and what have i been saying for a very long time about friggin all mech <laughs> yeah what a geek ass clown yeah first of all hey 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 um unreliable narrator and a gatekeeper <laughs> and that's on cap confirmed. that's on god confirmed it's all confirmed yeah it is it is i mean clearly all right what does he say you can quote him no, I can't quote him. But oh, doesn't he, he say something like he stole that armor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They stole that armor. That guy's not a real Mandalorian. Mm. Whatever. Mm. I hate that guy. Yeah, that guy's trash. He's dead, though. So, um, so <laughs> just as a little tidbit, because, you know, Obi-Wan and Satine, anytime I can bring them up is great. Um, because <laughs> if, if you're unaware, the Mandalorian Civil Wars were the wars that took place between the pacifists, uh, which were led eventually by Satine Kreese. Mm-hmm. And then the traditional Mandalorians who were all for violence and war. And that included Death Watch and that included our friend Bo-Katan. Indeed. But she's renounced when She was all. bad. She's renounced all that. So it was yeah. like one sister was the pacifist right. duchess. I and see. the other sister was on the other side. So I'm going to assume Jango Fett fought on the side of Death Watch. And fought mm. with the traditionalists. Probably, I would I, be surprised. Right? I, I mean, mean that it wouldn't. Make, I would be like shocked to find out he was a pacifist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't think so, dog. Um, yeah, so that's like during the time when Obi Wan Kenobi and Satine hooked up and had Quirky Kreese Kenobi. According to me, <laughs> oh, dude. Come but on. you know that was a side note. Yeah. Okay. This was like the big moment where um, Din says that armor belongs to you and. Boba Fett says, I appreciate its return. Yeah. Clean. Even though my heart was still broken, that got me. The satisfactory, like, That got me so good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then they both, um, Boba Fett and and Fennec, basically pledged themselves to help Din get the child back, which, again, he seems oddly like unaffected by that he's right, been right. taken right and i think that he's that, just so confident that he's getting it back that he's just like he doesn't no he's like but the child's gone 
Like, he literally says the child's gone. Like, it's over. Like, he's not even going to try. Hmm. It's really weird. Hmm. I didn't like that part of... I didn't like that part of the I guess writing. I never noticed. Don't ruin it for me. Sure. Well, I mean, watch it again. He's... He no, really mourns... No, don't ruin it for me. Why are you messing it up? He mourns the razor crest. Like, I mean, I guess that's him mourning the baby, too. Yeah. he finds the ball. He finds I guess. the ball, dude. I guess it's just me being really oddly You think he knows how to handle his emotions? No, he does not. You're right. Come on. You're right. You're right. Fine. He's soulless. I'm kidding. But I do find him a little bit chipper later when he goes back to Navarro. Like, he's just a little bit too chipper. Like, why are you so chipper? I guess. (laughs) Stop saying chipper. (laughs) You should be more like the parents on Lost when things like this happen. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. When they literally go insane. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's another spoiler. Um, well, no. Nobody knows what you're talking about. Um, okay, so actual squad. Oh, yeah. Squad up. Squad up. Get on the Slave 1. Yeah. Sad to leave Tython. Why didn't we see them in the Slave 1, though? I'm, I'm upset. I, I'm, I'm sure I'm we will. Well, I, I do like, though, how we got that one shot from the inside of the cockpit out from like with boba's head right here like mm-hmm. in episode five did you catch that yes when he looks at his yeah, yeah, yeah. computer and he like yeah, looks... yeah 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 yep <gasps> i did notice that's that so actually. good so good so let me i think this is why boba fett is working in this story number one first and foremost like we've been saying there had to be some major character development we could not of have course. just gotten that badass part of him that we saw in this episode and have him still be, like, terrible. Mm-hmm. The guy has clearly got a different philosophy from what he used to have. Clearly. So, A, that's why it's working on that level. But the other part of the, the puzzle is I was really convinced he was never going to put that armor back on. Because, like, the armor, I think we even talked about this, like, the armor is, um, you know, kind of represents his old life. Like, the Razor Crest kind of represented for Din. So, mm-hmm. I was real convinced, like, no, we're not going to see him put that armor back on. Oh, okay. But the reason why it works that he did is because, again, it's a whole full circle thing. Mm-hmm. He's He's identifying it as his birthright. It was his father's that was given to him from, you know, his, he, Django got it from the forebears and Boba got it from him. Mm. It's a whole Mandalorian familial, yeah, yeah, cultural, important thing. Like inheritance, like a. Yeah. And Din identifies with that. So it's like, True. A, it's like at this Looking point. Looking in the mirror kind of. Huh? Looking in the mirror kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, I think that's why it's working for me. Because if it didn't, if it, if they hadn't gone back and totally destroyed what Almec said, if they hadn't made Django a foundling, if they hadn't put all that emotion behind it. Then it would kind of feel like Ahsoka for me, I feel like. Well, yeah, it would have just been like. She's stuck in kind of a little bit. Yeah, you you shouldn't need that armor because you're reborn. Like, what do you need it for? Yeah. But because it's a connection to his father. Yeah. And it's a whole father, it's a whole parent-child thing, which connects to Din and Grogu. It It's like, 
Oh, it's beautiful, actually. Yeah, it's, har- it's harmonizing, definitely. It's really working for me. Yeah, that's really cool. So now you can tell your friend who is wondering why this works for him when other characters don't work for him. That's why I think it works, because okay. of all <laughs> what I just said. Okay. Um, okay, so... My nerd friends. Squad apparently <laughs> gets on the Slave 1. Squad. Squad! They go to Navarro, because Din now wants to find Mayfeld. Yeah. From like the Prisoner episode of season one, played by... Do we ever remember his name? Bill... Burr? Uh, Bill Burr. Is it oh, Bill Burr? Yes. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Um, That's what it is. Because, I thought it was Burn. <laughs> because Squad is going after um, Grogu. Yep. I, okay. Like, <laughs> that was very... I'm like, really? We need Mayfeld for this? You have Boba Fett and, a, and an assassin... Yeah. And yourself, and you still well, think you need a heavy? Yeah. Why not? I don't know. It just seems real complicated. Also, his weapon's to me. cool. Well, I, I want to see that again. I want to see the pack thing. That was super cool. I'm a little question mark, question mark about that. Also, he's like a droid him. dude. Huh? Isn't he like a. Doesn't he understand like droids and stuff? No. I don't no? think so. Okay. I thought he did. Um, But apparently. He's serving 50 years in the Carthon chop fields, whatever, whatever that means. I meant to look it up and I forgot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, I don't know what chop chop, fields. I don't know what they're chopping, but <laughs> 50 years is a long time. Chopping. To chopping be chopping. Yeah, chopping. For chopping So that's a little odd. I don't know if I'm going to be down for that. I guess we'll find out. Again, I think it's weird. But, um, okay. So we cut to Gideon's ship. Right. He's doing the. He's doing the standing on the bridge thing. <laughs> Classic. Space Gus. He's good at it. Uh, and he goes down to the holding cell where Grogu is, and you hear these noises. You op- he opens the door, and um, Grogu is using the Force to throw <laughs> these two troopers around. I says, oh, yeah. I also want to say, I thought it was really weird when, like, because we have the subtitles on, it said, like, Stormtrooper groaning. It was like, why are there Stormtroopers groaning? I'm stupid. I didn't didn't connect the dots. But it's very interesting. Yeah. Because he seems to be much more powerful. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Tapping into the dark side, like he is at that point. Who was talking to him, dude? When he can, (laughs) when he can, like... Hardly summon a little metal ball. I know, I know. It's weird, man. Using... I mean, do you think so? Because he, like, pulls it. Every time he pulls it, he, like, pulls it really hard. Yeah, but it's weird, though, because he's like, you can do it, you can do it. So I don't know if he's, like, playing weak or if he's actually mm. not that good well, with he was the light told... side. Well, he was told to hide his powers, though. Remember? I guess, but I guess my point is... He's not having any trouble at all throwing two grown people <laughs> yeah. around. Yeah. And in the end, he's force choking them both. Mm-hmm. And Gideon lets him. Like yeah. the troop the other trooper he's with is like, I'll shoot him and he's like, No no no. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see this out. This is interesting. Yeah. And he's literally force choking those two guys and then he knocks their heads together or something and then they're they pass out. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't die. So, 
what's playing during all of that? What kind of music? Is it that music? It's that dang oh. almost Kylo's motif again. It's not his. It's not Gus's theme. No, it's not Gus's theme, and it's also there's like the major version of that motif, and there's the minor version mm. of that motif. Yeah, there are. Yeah, yeah. And this was the minor version. Yeah, which, which is dope. Really sounds like Kylo's theme. Like that's when I noticed it the first time when it was in the minor key, and it was right. just barely different. When it's in the major key, I maybe now I notice it more. But like season one, I didn't really catch on until I heard it in a minor key, and I was like, "What is that?" Right, right. I think it's more modal, but like, yeah, I, I think the major one is like I don't know what I'm talking about. That's why nah, I need you. To just... But like, yes, the major, like the the major one, as you say, is definitely like I, I'm not trying to be pompous, but like the specifics about the modes, I always find interesting, like. Cause back, it's more magical and it's happier and it's more like it's like Lydian, yeah. What it's, you would expect bright. for the child. It's bright, yeah. Yeah. And Whereas this, this is, is like dark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, buddy, I swear, dude, I think Ludwig is into some Renaissance, like old music. Like I think he likes Gregorian a little bit. That era, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he finds mm-hmm. a fancy towards that type of music mm-hmm. and like the like the ancient church modes and stuff and how they were like. Back before major and minor existed, there were these modes, and the major and minor keys actually are modes that that just became the popular two, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, back then, all the modes had different meanings for them. Like they were assigned meanings, like how major today is kind of happy and minor today is sad. It's interesting. The major key used to be sad, and the minor key used to be That's happy. That's weird. Yeah, it's really weird. So, question is, like, I don't know. I don't know. Just interesting that he uses that music right there, and it is so noticeably similar to Kylo's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So he lets him choke the two, force choke the two troopers, um, and now Grogu is, like, really exhausted because he just... Yeah, yeah. Even though, like like I just said, it seems like he's really got more power when he uses taps the dark side. He still is tired because he's little. For sure. Um, and then the Darksaber. <laughs> makes an appearance. Makes an appearance. <laughs> and like I said before, upstairs when we were just chatting, that's like the sixth or seventh cool thing. Coolest thing. Yeah. That, or not even like cool, but just huge <laughs> things that happened in this yeah. episode. Totally, yeah. I almost had no reaction to it. And you know how much I love my Darksaber. So. Mm. I was a little shocked. I was like, oh. It just came out of nowhere. But then I laughed because he says, you know, he's like showing it to him and being like, oh, you're not old enough for this yet. Like he's being a jerk. <laughs> and he says, you're liable to put an eye out, which just made me think of a Christmas story. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, totally. You can't have a BB gun. You'll shoot your eye out. I'm sure that's just me. Well, no, I thought that too, of course. But oh, you did? I think, yeah, dude. But um, isn't there a line from episode four about a lightsaber? Mm, or is it doesn't like Han say that or something or someone says that like I hear a Star Wars voice in my head saying you'll shoot your eye out or something like that no that's totally a Christmas story okay Mm. uh and then he tells his guy to go ahead and stun him so he he's out like a light and they (laughs) put the teeniest tiniest little shackles yep on his teeniest tiniest little wrists so stupid (laughs) It was really funny. Like, 
Yeah. What is the purpose of that? Nah. Are they for? But are they? They were glowing too. So I'm now. Mm. I'm wondering. Like, oh, are these anti-force? Oh, maybe. Ooh. Maybe. Because yeah, otherwise, cool. what would be the point of shackling? Yeah, I don't a little that. child. Yeah, yeah. It makes right. no sense. So I expect a and the next Grogu action figure to come <laughs> with. Is there a Grogu action figure? I'm sure there will be. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure they're gonna re-release. Like a season two version, because I have the season one version. Oh. And I think it has a little frog with it that he eats. Mm. So this one better come with a squiddly do, oh, yeah. a, a spider. <laughs> oh, yes. And little shackles. No tadpole egg? Oh, of course. Come on. Yes. Dude. What am I thinking? I forgot yeah. about the eggs. Yes, of course, the eggs. <laughs> Um, okay, so Space Gus says after they knock out Grogu to contact Pershing and tell him that we found our donor. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, dude. He's going to die. Oh, please. He's going to be drained of his blood. He's not going to (laughs) die. I'm scared. But here's the thing, though. Like, we were, when I was talking to Brandon Boylan. Mm-hmm. Over on Clashing Sabers Network. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about, like, this season's going to end in one of two ways. It's either going to end with his being abducted and kidnapped, which uh-huh. has already happened, so clearly that's not going to be the case. Unless it gets taken again. <laughs> or it's going to end with him, um, like, similar to when Ezra keeps the Sith holocron when he's not supposed to, and you're going to think, like, Oh no, he's sliding. Mm. Grogu's already <laughs> exhibiting yeah. some sliding. I mean, he has been. But I mean, it could, all of those other things could be explained away as like a okay. He's just balanced. He's reacting any way a toddler would act. He doesn't want his dad to get hurt, you know, or he for sure he's hungry or whatever. This was extended physical violence yeah i don't know what those stormtroopers were doing to him like maybe something bad was happening or something maybe Maybe, but maybe it was just like they're just guarding him and he's just like you know what i don't think so (laughs) i'm gonna show you punks what's up yeah we don't know yet we don't know what was going on in that room yeah i don't know i didn't think about that but i'm suspicious that he is just acting on his dark side and He's a lot stronger. Yeah, he's strong. Um, all right. Just want to go through. We've already <laughs> been through like the major <laughs> things, but I want to talk about this possible parallel between Grogu and Din. Right. Uh, ben Solo and Han. Oh. <laughs> and what is maybe happening here? Because it was, you know. I've, we've pointed out a couple of times, oh, he's quoting a line from Leia. That's weird. And, oh, Wait, this, what line? I don't remember what the line was, but I remember oh. he said something like it's it's in a direct quote of Leia from mm. the original trilogy. Oh, okay. He's always calling him kid, which right. is such a Han thing. He quote he he'll just like have these lines that are just random lines from Han and Leia. And this one he says, I guess this is it. 
Right, 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 yeah. Like that, that one is definitely... It's word for word, mm-hmm. these quotes. Coincidence? Maybe. Probably. I don't um, know. But throw in the blue butterflies. Yeah. <laughs> Hold up. Throw in the musical motif that is so similar to Kylo's and Ben's theme. Right. And now throw in Boba Fett. Who, in a... I mean, when you think about this, again, it's like this circle of of uh, characters. It really is, yeah. Like, Boba Fett and Han had a adverse relationship, uh-huh. obviously. And Han is Ben's dad. Boba Fett and Din are working together now. Mm-hmm. Like, they're buds. Yeah. They're a squad. And Grogu is his, quote-unquote, son and then there's the original obviously clan of two Django right. and boba like tying the whole thing together it's just a lot of fathers and sons well brain it's a Confused. lot of fathers it's a lot of fathers and sons in this cycle of similarities <laughs> and ju- and juxtaposition. it's hard to talk about it's hard to like like it's obvious that there are connections there but i've i've personally had a hard i have a hard time thinking about it because it's like they seem so distant. Like, like talking about Ben Solo right now. Like, are we really? You know, like it's hard. It's hard to. But we are talking about Ben Solo right now because he's four years old. Yeah. And they just drew a connection between Star Wars friggin' rollout. I know. It's really weird. And Ben Solo at that same age that he's in in that cartoon and the freaking blue butterflies. Like, again, I don't mind. Or I don't think that they are purposely saying... Like, you have a crazy theory. Like, to me, your theory is cray-cray. Right. It's funny. Like, I don't... Oh, my theory? Well, hang on a second. theory. (laughs) We're going to end the show with your tinfoil hat theory. Because it's... I don't even think it's worth saying. Nope, because someone (laughs) else has actually said the exact same thing to me. Okay, I know you said that, but maybe we're just both stupid. No, it's a good... I love a good tinfoil hat, and it's a good... That's a good one. Okay. But I'm just saying, practically speaking, I don't see how it's possible that John Favreau had no idea that blue butterflies were in that rollout episode and that he wasn't making a loose connection. Yes, the butterflies represent the force and rebirth. Does he have kids? And transformation and all that stuff. I keep meaning to look up if he has Because kids. then maybe he's seen it because of his kids. I need to look that up. I'm going yeah. to. Remind me as soon as we get off. Alright. Um, they represent the light side of the force. Boom. I'm not saying Ben Solo is 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 talking to Grogu. <laughs> like, I don't think he is. <laughs> but there is a... I don't know. But there is a string connecting those blue butterflies with the other blue butterflies most certainly and one more time i just want to scream where is hideo itoyanagi and why isn't he writing for star wars because he wrote the rollouts and they are great and if you haven't sat and watched those oh yeah true yeah why didn't you shout them out earlier please please watch rollout at least ben solo and the bug hunters because that's the pertinent one that we're talking about yeah but they're all good though okay Go with your crazy theory. Let's have it. Okay, so... <laughs> I totally love it. I'm just going to sit back. I'm literally sitting back. You go. All right. Um, <clears throat> I don't even know. Like, sometimes... 
I'm just like sitting there. I'm just drinking my water. I'm just chilling. <laughs> and then I just am hit with a gold mine of just ideas. Like it just comes out of nowhere sometimes. It's really weird. I don't know why it happens to me. Okay. But basically, my idea is obviously yes. I've I also picked up on the Ben Solo references, obviously, but um. I was like, okay, let's just toy with this. So, what if, like, best case scenario, they bring Ben back? Okay, but I know you say this. Okay, I know you. I know I'm crazy. Okay, I know I'm crazy. But I'm saying best case scenario, as in this literally is like, like this is so okay, just out there. Spit it out. Let's I know. I'm, I'm setting it up. Okay. So, you just said sit back. I don't hear you sitting back right now. Well, I hear you talking. I, I'm just trying to steer you right, back to. I'm, the I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> okay, uh, so Yoda, yeah, but, or sorry, sorry, Grogu is, wait, okay, let me, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, there's a lot, it's so confusing <laughs> for me even to, like, say, just give me a second, so essentially what I think is gonna happen is Ben Solo, from the future, is gonna come through the many world, right, or, uh, world between worlds, like, how, right, I mean, there's obviously, like, time travel, so, and we just got this holiday special, literally features teleportation across time like verbatim okay okay uh and well, yes it's humorous but like it's it's done it's a thing even without that though the world between worlds it clearly has that you have the capability and, and i mean at the end of episode nine we see we ray is like communing with people who died like hundreds of years ago so or not that long but you know what i mean like qui-gon and like yeah. everyone who's dead already so Clearly, there's a permeance, right, between... Okay, but what do the blue butterflies have to do with this? Because that's where this came from initially. Oh. When you told me about it, it was like, well, I saw the blue butterflies, and I feel like there's a connection. Oh, oh, yeah, I was just playing off of that, what you were saying. About how, like, blue butterflies obviously a Ben Solo thing, so, like, that could be... But Baby Yoda is in his little trance or whatever. Oh, like the... Con- oh, so you think... Okay. Yeah, so I didn't... I guess I don't think that, but... Oh, so you think he you, was communing with him? Well, that's what you told me. That's what I oh. thought you were saying. That he was literally in the world between worlds at that potentially, moment. Potentially, dude. Potentially. And Ben Solo is potentially there. Like, adult, yeah. dead Ben Solo. Yeah. And that... That's going to be the connection. Not necessarily with four-year-old actual Ben Solo at the time. <laughs> nah. <laughs> okay. I don't think that's happening. But... I mean, because four-year-old Ben Solo, I mean, he eventually... I don't know. I don't know, dude. But, again, tinfoil hat. Doesn't need to make sense. It's just... <laughs> I mean, it kind of... It should make little sense. Well, but we've seen people go through... I know, I know. ...the portals who arrive over here all of a they sudden. They can do whatever they want with the world between worlds. Yeah. Period. Yes. yes. Including time travel. Yeah. Obviously, because it's been seen. And honestly, it hasn't been done too much. Definitely not live action. There's never been like time travel stuff no, in live action. No. So I and think I, that would be really cool. I don't think they would ever do it. And I don't think they would ever get Adam Driver back. But Dude, that's just but me. for like one scene. <laughs> for literally one scene. Who knows? I think that would piss people off more than it would make people Oof. happy. One yeah, you're saying that like it could cause a war. <laughs> if, if there would be a, there would be a, yeah. There'd there be might a great be a schism. War. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, who's gonna pick up the phone on this call? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is receiving his sympathetic vibrations? Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sold on Cal. If it's not Cal, then it's like, what, what, whatever. Percentage chance 
Luke Skywalker is in this season? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Hopefully nothing above 20. <laughs> I just don't want to minute. Will man. you be upset? Yeah. I'll be a little annoyed, actually. Because, like, they're better than that, man. These story writers are so much better. Like, if they sell out for that, I'm going to be like, dude, the potential to make Cal Kestis, like, a cool character and see what he's been doing for all this time. Like, yeah. it's been, like, 20 years since like, we know what he's been doing. He's, like, an adult now. To speak to your friend and why he gets annoyed... That would be a perfect case of, that's annoying. Yes. We already be. know Luke's story. Enough. We know what he's done. We know what happens to him. Close the book. <laughs> Cal Kestis, on the other hand. No, nothing. I mean, we know a little bit. but Plus potential for Night Sister action. Yes, dude. Like, oh, that'd be so cool. If he's still with, <laughs> what's her name, Marin? I think so, yeah. Uh... And then there is Ezra. Yeah. I mean, okay, that would be just like a... Like, I would even say maybe that's even a little sellout. But that's sellout with a purpose, because obviously they're doing that to set up Rebels coming back. Like, Right. So they wouldn't do that if Rebels wasn't coming back. And if that was happening, then like... Like, that would reinforce that being okay with me, I think, a little. Like, I, I, I would say I want that like 60%. Like, I would be like, that, that's cool, but I wish Cal was... Like, I... I would be 99% satisfied if Cal was the one who came. They are the drawing call. a lot of similarities between Grogu and Ezra. They are. As well. That is in true. In my opinion, they that are. That is true. I mean, there's the spiders. It's so the like, animal talent yeah. in general that's happening. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know what's wrong with my throat all of a sudden. Um, percent Bro. chance that it's going to be some Jedi we've never heard of that mm. we didn't even know existed. I don't think that's happening. Sadly. I think it'd be cool if it did, but I don't think it's happening. I'm not sure they know how to do that. They don't. <laughs> they're just... I mean, it's not their fault, though. I mean, they're good story writers. My opinion is they're doing that be They would never do that because people would... I mean, that would be kind of like a flat tire, I think, for a lot of people at the very end of the... Like, if that's going to be the climax and that happens, you can imagine how, like, that would be maybe, like, anticlimactic. Yeah, anticlimactic. Yeah. For people. Mm-hmm. Because then you're just like, who's this? You know? Put yourself in their shoes. They would be very concerned. My number one pick, though. You know who my number one pick is? As to who's going to answer this call. Bendu, man. Oh. Bendu. <laughs> Why do you even have to think about it? <laughs> yeah, true. It could be. Still be. It could still be. Number one pick. Yeah. Okay. Because I think I talked about it last week where I'm just going to... I really want... Bendu to say nah you don't need this drama <laughs> yeah go live with your dad and have a happy life true bro that's true because they always are like they're funneling him to, like they're constantly funneling Grogu like they're constantly like you gotta find the Jedi you gotta join your people like even in the beginning of this episode right isn't he like you have to rejoin well, yeah, your we people yeah we talked about that like that's just his own stuff that he's projecting onto him. Oh. Well, I mean... But you know what I mean? Like, his entire life, it seems, has been dictated by other factors. Like, Order 66 happens, so he's gonna do this, and then he's found by this by the Mandalorian, so now he's, like, this kid, and he's just kind of following him around all the time and doing what he says. Like, yeah. Like, it'd be really cool if that happened. Are we gonna see Bo-Katan again? Oh. Because I sure hope so. Yeah, I hope so. I think so. 
Like, it would be cool if, like, all of them combined I was gonna forces say, in a cool moment. If I can just, for, <laughs> oh. like, a like a moment. Dude, that shot. Like, a moment yeah. from Endgame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, Boba, the portals. Boba Fett. Um, Cobb Vanth. Yeah. Din Djarin. Bo- what I said, Bo-Katanary. Um, who am I forgetting? Oh, the armor. Mm. Mm. Just, I mean, and you want to. Sabine. You want to throw Sabine in there? Be my guest. I would not be mad. You want to throw Ursa in there? Be my guest. But yeah, give me that in-game shot of totally. them teaming up to bust out That'd Grogu. Be too much. <laughs> that would be too much. I don't think you'd be able to handle that. I really don't. I don't think you'd be able to compensate. I don't know. I handled this, and this That's was true. major for me. That's true. This was it. Like, as far as I'm concerned, anything else that happens is gravy. This is this was <laughs> yeah. the pinnacle for me Yeah. so far. You're peaked. You're, you're capping right now. <clears throat> Unless I get an actual scene of Boba Fett mentor, like, actually mentoring him. You I think will. it's going to happen. It's happening. It's happening. That's, I'm fully convinced. That's my one last thing that I hope I get. Right. Out of this season. Yeah. And I'm sure it will. For sure. Yeah, totally. I, I know what's happening. It's ha- It has to happen, dude. Like, Also, I think it's very interesting. Um, Totally missed this parallel. This isn't really a parallel, but maybe this is like a kind of a... Um, Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like a parallel. Uh, so you know how Boba is obviously this genetically engineered version of Django? Yes, he's a clone. Yeah, um, that's what I mean. Right, we haven't even like talked. He's, like, he's made out of, like, a... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I haven't even talked hold about on. that connection yet. Hold on. Shoot. Do you okay. see what I'm getting at? Maybe. Sort of, kind of, yeah. Well, yeah, obviously how she, he was engineered to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Fennec is kind of, like, an engineered... Mm-hmm. She's been engineered, like, yeah. actually. And then she's, like, now following Boba. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of, like, that connection. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, I thought you were going one step further to Pershing, who is trying to create some sort of oh clone mm. or ah. whatever. He's gonna um, be like, nah, nah, nah. He's <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna destroy be, all this. He's gonna be like the Leo DiCaprio meme, oh. where he's gonna point at him and be like, <laughs> yeah. "I know who you are. You look just like all those other clones. Whoa, you sir are a clone." Pershing? Yeah. He looks like a clone. Okay. I'm lost. Follow me. Oh, 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 the other way around. Boba oh, Fett okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yes, looks just yes. like all the other clones. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Which I'm sure he's familiar with that entire project and he has seen what they look like and he knows what they look like. Ooh. And he's gonna see him and be like, Oh my god. Yeah, dude. You're one of those. True. That would be crazy. Yes, and then that, my, my existentialist stuff. And does in. he even know he's a clone? He oh, might not Boba? even know. Oh, true. He oh. might not even know. That's true. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Oh, dang. <laughs> dank Farrick. Dank Farrick for sure. <laughs> if he finds out and he's just going to be like, excuse me, what? Yeah, that would be a big yikes. Oh, boy. Oh, man. I didn't even think about that either. Well... Oof. We have some stuff to think about for the next few days. Indeed. Um, Because we are recording on Friday, so we have like a longer time between now and the next episode. Wait. 
But if you would like to contact us, we are on Twitter at Unknown Pod. I am also on Twitter. My handle is at FreyAjacent. We have an email, which is unknownregionspod at gmail.com. Colin is on Instagram at Colin underscore MJ underscore Whitlick. And we are both on Facebook. Any closing thoughts? Mm. I was just going to say, I like how whenever you do this at the end of every episode, your voice like changes timbre. Like you enter into this like recorded stage. Oh, I do. Of your mind. <laughs> you just like recite. It's interesting. Uh, but uh, Ben Stella's coming back. That's my closing statement. All right. End it. Cut it. Blue butterflies. He's coming back. Forever. He's coming back. My tinfoil hat theory will become... I don't know. What's like the opposite of tinfoil? <laughs> no hat? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It will, it will be a fact. It will turn into fact. Let's just say that. The theory will become fact. No one would want that more than me, but I really don't think it's going to happen. But I, I enjoy the theory. I yeah. enjoy thinking about it. Yeah. What it could mean. <laughs> possibly. It's just goofy. I know. Um, but, but uh, again, go watch Rollout. They're, yeah. They're, they're three minute long little things. And if you have kids, they'll probably love them. True. And, uh, again, that particular one that has the blue butterflies is called Ben Solo and the Bug Hunters. Mm-hmm. But they're all fairly wonderful. Yeah. So enjoy those. Yeah, totally. Uh, and we will see you probably later this week in a bonus episode for our for one year anniversary. Yeah. If I can get him down here we and record do right, though. three times in a week. Well, you mean we didn't because do it Because we didn't right. do an episode every week, so it's going to be weird. Like, normally podcasts have, like, a 50-second episode as, like, the anniversary of the podcast. Wow. You think but I'm that organized and I'm going to figure that out? Yeah, whatever <laughs> I mean... It's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's It'll fine. be fine. We're going to talk fine. about the Force. Yeah. We're going to talk about what's happened in the last year and what the Force is about is maybe doing and thinking right now mm. yeah freaking out <laughs> with the all the stuff freaking out. that's happened in the last year which we should is... do like a stage play where oh i'm like gosh. where i'm the force and you're <laughs> you're like everybody else so you ask me your questions and i answer you like i'm the force sure <laughs> i have a feeling that would be... you should be the force i would say you can be the bed do oh <laughs> I'm in. Oh no no no! Dad would be the Bendu. Oh, I'm the Bendu. <laughs> oh, no! You would be the Bendu. Dad would be Cobb Van, and Delaney would be. Dad is definitely Cobb. Delaney would be Grogu. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> all right, can we yeah, be yeah, done? Yeah, I'm yeah, really right, hungry. Right, right, yeah, hey, Colin. Sure, Yo. See you around, kid. Peace. <laughs>for listening to unknown regions podcast the introductory theme for unknown regions podcast was composed by colin whitlick and was performed live by a volunteer orchestra this recording and composition is the intellectual property of colin whitlick but please feel free to hire him for all your compositional needs he is the composer you're looking for all the opinions expressed on unknown regions podcast are of a personal nature and in no way reflect that of disney or lucasfilm 
Thanks again for listening. See you real soon.